MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, 14th day of September. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Escaped murderer Danilo Cavalcante is now in police custody following an extensive 14-day search throughout Chester County. Cavalcante was captured just before 8.15 yesterday in a wooded area north of Prizer Road and west of Route 100 in South Coventry Township. According to Pennsylvania State Police Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens, a series of events that ultimately led to the escaped inmate's capture began shortly after midnight Wednesday. A security alarm went off at a home within the search area shortly after midnight. Nothing was found there, but it brought additional crews to the scene. Then a DEA aircraft picked up a heat signal using thermal technology near the area of Prizer Road and Route 100 at about 1 a.m. That is wild. Yeah, an aircraft had to, the aircraft had to land because of severe weather, but a tactical team secured the area on the ground until the storm passed. The searchers on the ground got into a ring that was tight enough that they were within eyesight of each other on the inside perimeter, said Robert Clark, supervisor of the U.S. Marshall's Fugitive Task Force in Philadelphia. They were able to move in very quietly. They had the element of surprise. Cavalcante did not realize he was surrounded until uh, that had occurred, said Bivens. That did not stop him from trying to escape. He began to crawl through thick underbrush, taking his rifle with him as he went. One of the Customs and Border uh, border Control teams released a canine named Yoda to stop him. So cool. The dog subdued him in a struggle, leaving Cavalcante with a bleeding scalp wound. He was first bitten on his forehead, then the dog clenched on his thigh and held on, Clark said. That's when Cavalcante submitted and officers got him into handcuffs. No shots were fired during his capture. I was reading that he was uh, eating mostly watermelon. Yeah, Yeah, so I have the details. So he was arraigned (laughs) on Wednesday and will appear in court next week, officials say. It's also unclear if he will remain at the state correctional facility and skip back indefinitely. Now, investigators interviewed Danilo Cavalcante about his time on the run. One of the things he said at the end was that he knew he had to pay for what he had done, but he wasn't willing to pay for it with his life. Cavalcante said he received no help escaping from the Chester County prison or while on the run. He told law enforcement that he survived on watermelon from a patch that he found as well as stream water. Uh, as for how he got clean shaven over the weekend, he told police that he uh, there was a razor in that backpack that he obtained along the way. Uh, Cavalcante said he had no help in avoiding police and he did not contact family either. He was also bare- his own poop. Yes. No. Uh, Cavalcante moved at night, uh, hid amongst thick vegetation to avoid detection. Uh, he also said that he was almost stepped on by law enforcement one time during the search. You know, the, the funny thing is I have access to indoor plumbing, and yet I like burying my own poop. Oh, yeah. It's just something I like. Yeah. Mm. Uh, sources say Cavalcante also told authorities that he covered up his own fecal matter mm. along the trail to avoid police. It's just polite. Cavalcante <laughs> knew police were closing in on him, according to Clark, and he was planning to carjack someone soon to flee the country. Uh, he said that he wanted to head to Canada b- uh, before and then later uh, try to get to Puerto Rico. Cavalcante. He, he knows you can't drive to Alaska. <laughs> well. You can. <laughs> he could have. <laughs> Cavalcante escaped from the Chester <laughs> County Jail in southeastern Pennsylvania on August 31st by crab walking up between two walls that were topped with razor wire then jumping from the roof and dashing away. Uh, he had been awaiting transfer to state prison after being sentenced days earlier for fatally stabbing his girlfriend and 
and is wanted in connection with another killing in Brazil. And now he's my new neighbor. He's uh-huh. right, yes. right around the corner. There was a lot of activity around uh, the prison yesterday. That's So uh, my understanding is this facility that Crab walked out of was, you know, these, it's, and they're now taking a, a second, maybe even third look at it. It's probably not the place to put someone who is a an extreme flight risk. <laughs> oh yeah, or, yeah. And it's really at best a temporary facility. Well, they, they go to these holding facilities right, right, and yeah. then they're transferred, and that's what he was waiting for. That was his holding facility, right, and then yeah. he was being transferred to his new home. And did you guys see at the press conference? There's a uh, podcaster from Delco got into the press conference and asked a question to the state trooper who was taking questions from yeah. the press. Did you hear the question? Yeah, it was about the little rascals yeah he goes so you know because he's so small did do you think he tried to find another small person to put a a trench coat on top of them (laughs) and so he could get on their shoulders like they did in the little rascals and the the state trooper goes no and then and just went on just went on he did he did a good job i mean you could tell that they were tired he was getting pissed towards the end of some of his press conferences you know and and you know sometimes the reporters they ask questions and it's the same question they ask it in a different way and like that's how he would respond when you know he didn't really like the question yes no Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that was that uh so yeah i mean he survived on watermelon stream water um said that they they also i heard they'd also asked him um what was more difficult um here or in brazil Brazil. And he said uh, the only thing that was more difficult here was that there were more police out there. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, and the dogs, although he said uh, the dogs walk right past him as well as, you know, the officers almost stepping on him. They also asked him what what's the one album he would have with him if he was trapped on an island. Kathy? Oh, they and asked what did him he say? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. It was Spice Girls. Oh, it yeah, was? Yeah. Wow. That's so interesting. A four alarm fire <laughs> tore through a warehouse, storefronts and apartments in Oxford, Chester County, leading to the evacuation of an entire block. The fire began on South Third Street at about 11.30 last night. As of 5 a.m. this morning, firefighters were still battling flames. Uh, The massive flames could be seen coming from several structures. Officials said the fire started in the warehouse and then spread to nearby stores and apartments. Engines from as far as Cecil County, Maryland, responded to the blaze. Authorities did not report any injuries in connection with the fire. Uh, Oxford Mayor Philip Harris said South 3rd Street will be closed today. There is no immediate word on the cause of the fire. That's one thing that, you know, about this area is that that you have a lot of homes or businesses that are very, you know, contiguous. One goes up, they all go up. And they all go up. And it's a freaking nightmare. Yeah, terrible. In sports this morning. The Phillies lost to the Atlanta Braves 4-1 last night at the ballpark. The Braves clinched their sixth straight National League East title, and they did it right here in Philadelphia. Braves reliever Kirby Yates struck out Brandon Marsh to end the game, and the players danced in a mob near the pitcher's mound as Phillies fans booed them off the field. The f*** is that? The Phillies are off today and open up a weekend series in St. Louis tomorrow night against the Cardinals. Aaron Nola will get the start on Friday, and the first pitch is set for 8-15. The Eagles have their home opener tonight against yeah. the Minnesota Vikings. Starters Reed Blankenship, James Bradbury, and Kenny Gainwell are all out tonight because of their injuries. Linebacker Nicobe Dean is on injured reserve because of an injured foot and will miss at least the next four games. Kickoff at the link for tonight's game is at 8.15. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you, Kathy. We're working our way through the work week and we're getting there and we're working our way through the back school A to Z. We're almost done. Uh, we're in the part of the... Uh, 
of the whole thing. WH is where we are, and we'll have some whiskey, and we'll see a white rabbit, <laughs> and maybe we'll have a white wedding at some point this morning. Interesting. As well, which, yeah. of course, Billy Idol performs, and he will be at the MM Barbecue on Saturday. Starting around 8 o'clock-ish, we're going to reveal the set times for the MM Barbecue. We're going to roll it all out to you, my friend. So if you had uh, questions about when, exactly what time activities are taking place, and yes, besides uh, just the bands, there are what we would call activities as well because we have our side show, uh, side stage, which is happening. Uh, so we'll run down the information uh, around Bizarre File Time. So get yourself set for that. We have a few... Uh, Friends on the program today. Guest Christopher Knight is on the show today. Yes. Peter Brady. Peter Brady. The and Peter. We've had him on before. He's a oh, good yeah. guy. Yeah, he's got a, uh, a company that he's uh, promoting, and it has to do with uh, films and so on. So we'll talk to him later on this morning. We're also going to have a comedian, Adam Ray, who's going to be at Punchline tonight and Friday and Saturday. So we'll check in with him. And our friends uh, from Sequoia Outback are stopping by this morning, and uh, they're doing a meet and eat. I'll have to find out if we have giveaways and so on for that. But nonetheless, they will be here this morning. Um, and, oh, um, you know what? I'll announce this okay. uh, with, with our... Uh, we have uh, Casey handed me a little bit of information uh, concerning the MMRBQ. I'll, I'll just I'll lump that in with the uh, set time announcements that we right. have around 8 o'clock today. So, a uh, bunch happening on the program, and we're excited that you're here to join us as we're on the cusp of weekend, getting very, very close to it. So, we'll take a quick break, come back in a second, the stupid question, the entertainment report, those things coming up, as well as a bunch of others throughout the morning. So let's... Uh, Let's make it a day together. We'll be right back. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We just played Whiskey in the Jar, and we are going to be giving away, for the stupid question, a pair of tickets as Four Walls, which is a whiskey, presents the Always Sunny podcast Saturday, September 23rd at the Man Center. So I have a whiskey question. Oh, awesome. It's all come together, dear friend. Here it is. What is the whiskey that evaporates from its barrel called? 
And I did not know this is a really interesting question. 215-263-WMMR. When whiskey is being distilled and, and when it's uh, being aged in the barrel, some of it evaporates. What is that whiskey that evaporates known as? 215-263-WMMR. We'll mention birthdays while we await your answer. Today being the 14th day of September. The very lovely Faith Ford. You remember from Murphy Brown. Yes. Uh, and Hope and Faith. Hope and Faith, which is the first time I saw Megan Fox. Oh, she, really? She played the daughter on Hope oh. and Faith. Uh, and uh, Kelly Ripper was on that show, too. That is correct. Uh, she was the sister. She played Hope, right? Uh, one of them. Hope and Faith. Yeah. Uh, Faith Ford was Faith, I assume. Uh, so she is uh, 59 years old today. Uh, the great Sam Neill has his birthday. Yes, Jurassic Park, of course. Uh, the Hunt for Red October. Uh, he's great. He's yeah. also in a, he kind of plays a Stephen King-esque a horror writer. It's In the Mouth of Madness. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Uh, it's a John Carpenter movie. It's really well done. All right. Preston, I love uh, Red October like you do. And I, I got into a heated conversation with a friend not that long ago that um, Ramius's arrogance and his ego is what killed Sam Neill. Spoiler alert in that movie. Um, if, if Ramius hadn't been such an egotistical prick and told the entire Russian government that he was leaving, uh, Sam Neill could have seen Montana. Yeah, you know what? And I'm, uh, that's a good question. I'd have to go back and analyze why he did that in the first place. He sent a letter. Yeah, to burn bridges to make sure that like they couldn't no actually back. turn around and, yeah. Yeah, and return to Russia or whatever. Yeah. But did he have to do that in order to escape? Yeah, probably not. Interesting. Um, Sam Neill turns 76 today. So happy birthday to him. Also, Walter Koenig. Ah, check off. Yes, of Star Trek fame. He is 87 years old today. Also, tragically, the, the father of the actor who played uh, Boner, Boner yeah. on Growing Pains. That's right, who took his own took life. his own life. Hung himself in a park in uh, Seattle, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, it was tragic. I remember yeah. he was, he put out, he and his wife put out a statement because he was missing and they were pleading for him to come back. They didn't know yeah. he had taken his own life. They and, went on national TV. Oh, yeah, just horrible, horrible. So he turns uh, 87 years old today, Walter Koenig. From the band Sha Na Na, John Bowser oh, Bauman wow. turns a year older. Yes, Bowser. Do you remember the show they had, the syndicated dude, show? Dude, dude, dude. I watched it yeah. every single week, dude. And and they would have <laughs> rock and roll legends on, like, you know, Chuck Berry would yeah, be on there. And the whole, they, the whole they would idea. come by and they would do skits and stuff. And, and uh, it was fun. It was at that time in America, there was a 1950s revitalization. It was huge. Yeah. Yeah. What did they do? So, what songs did they were all covers. They, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they didn't really have their own songs. They did the covers of classics. So you remember them in Greece? They were the band at. Uh, you didn't know this case? Uh, maybe Johnny nah. Song of the Casinos. Them that did that? Yeah, they would do this. They okay. would do exactly. You know, it's the like best. It, it's hilarious to see them at Woodstock because they come out and they're doing the full yeah na thing, and it's just terrific. But Casey, they sing this in Greece. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the end. But um, yeah, they were. They, it was a TV show. It was a lot of. Fun. It was. If you looked back, you would go, "Wow, yeah. how stupid is this?" <laughs> yeah. But at the time, it was really, really popular. And Bowser was the the bass singer. Okay, huge mouth, and he had a huge mouth. He would always just yeah, open yeah. his mouth wide, and he also <laughs> would do the the flexing of the uh, the bicep. Is it, does he? Reminds you of Jackie Bam Bam a little, a little bit? Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yes. Tall, right. lanky. Uh, Jack skellington a Huge personality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bowser is celebrating his 76th birthday today. Uh, great actress, Melissa Leo. Oh, terrific. Yeah. In uh, The Fighter. Uh, huh. I think she won an Oscar she for did. The Fighter, she did. right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, she's in Oblivion. 
Great she, character in that. She's also in The Equalizers, isn't, oh, she, isn't yes, she? Yes, you're yes, right. Yes, she is. That is correct. Yeah, I, and I was, you know, sad the way she ended up at the cycle one because I thought she was a great character. Uh, is she in a Philly-based um, movie, TV show? The Philly Equalizer. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, no, I mean, she's not in Silver Linings, right? No. No, no. Um, but I want to say yeah. mm. something it, sounds familiar to that, Casey. Is this it, Casey? I know this much is true. No. I don't, all right. No, I know what that is. That's the one with uh, the uh, Mark Ruffalo, uh, who plays twin brothers, and yeah, one has schizophrenia. No. I think, yeah, it's pretty intense. Uh, but anyhow, um, Melissa Leo, great actress, and she turned sixty-three today. Andrew Lincoln has his birthday. Love him. The Walking Dead, obviously. And, uh, uh, his departure from the series um, was part of the reason I stopped watching that that whole Negan debacle. Yeah, he was right. supposed to be in a movie. Yes. Did, and that, did, is I, that happening? I, I don't did know what the happen? hell the story is on that right. thing. Oh, yeah, Walking Dead movie, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't know. Uh, of course, he's uh, Love Actually. He's the guy that's holding up the signs <laughs> uh, to Kira Knightley. It's, uh, yeah, it's a weird... It's an often replicated scene. Yes, definitely. Uh, and it's big birthday for him today. He turns 50 years old. Uh, Kathy from Shameless, Emma Kenny has her mm, birthday today. Oh, that? yeah. One of the daughters, Kath. Um, yeah, she's... Uh, scroll down and we can uh, uh, She's the other daughter. Character. She's yeah. not Emma Rossi. Yeah, she Debbie was, Gallagher Debbie, is who yeah. she plays. Yeah, right. She was good. Her her character in the beginning when she was younger, I thought was better than she got older and they did like some weird things with her, but she was good. She's 24 today. And then last <clears> birthday, <throat> I saw Steve Dan Cortese. Dan Cortese. MTV Sports. He actually created that. He was the writer and creator of MTV oh, really? Sports, which I, I liked. I as much as I didn't want to like him, I found yeah. him charismatic. He was a good host. What's he doing these days? Do we know? No, I don't know. I looked up some of his credits. He was on shows like uh, Veronica's Closet. He he was on That's several right. episodes yeah, that yeah. like 70 episodes. And then um, I forgot what else. Veronica's but, Closet was the Kirstie Alley series, right? I want to say 2021 was the last credit I saw for him. So he, he dabbles, I yeah. guess. So, but uh, he turns 56 years old today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. So what is the whiskey that evaporates from its barrel called 215-263-WMMR? Our first caller in is April. Hi, April. Good morning. Hi. How are you guys? Awesome. You sound chipper. All right, April. Oh, I'm so excited. Excellent. So what's the whiskey that evaporates from its barrel called? The Angel Share. Yes, the Angel Share. I love that. That is correct. Hang on a second, April. April sounds angelic. And we have a pair of tickets for you to go to the four. It's Four Walls Presents the Always Sunny Podcast Live, Saturday, September 23rd at... The Man Center and the President Steve Show. Welcome the gang back to Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. Got some stories for you. We're going to start with this. Leslie Jones opened up to People Magazine in an interview that was published yesterday about being sexually abused as a child. Um, she writes about the trauma in her forthcoming memoir called Leslie Effing Jones, <laughs> which is set to be released on Tuesday uh, the 19th. So that's coming up. Uh, the Saturday Night Live alum shared with the outlet that uh, she was sexually assaulted when she was only two or three years old. Oh, my God. God. Yeah, she wrote about the experience and said it was very emotional and very, very hard for her. She said it was one of my babysitters who messed with me. Um, she, I, we, we haven't seen her in a while, so I guess maybe she's been working on this book. I believe so. Uh, in the book, she writes, man, I wish I could go back and fight that guy. That little girl couldn't protect herself. Uh, she, also, his ass. she also told the outlet that she is unsure if her late parents ever knew about the assault either. So she's opening up about that, so I'm sure there's some other things that we're going to find out about uh, her life. And uh, you never know, maybe we'll get her on for an interview at some point. 
Vin Diesel and Meadow Walker took to Instagram on Tuesday to remember Paul Walker and what would have been his 50th birthday. That, that, that is unbelievable. Of course, he died in a car crash at the age of 40 in 2013. We got to meet him in person, Paul Walker. He's a nice guy. Yeah, Meadow wrote, uh, happy birthday to my guardian angel alongside an old picture of herself with her father. She uh, wrote, you taught me at a young age to always treat everyone with respect, do good, and take care of our planet. I love you and miss you every day. Day. And Vin um, Diesel actually walked her down the aisle for her wedding. And Vin also on, honored him on Instagram with a lengthy post. Um, in part, he wrote, a decade, ten long years, and yet it feels like yesterday when we were singing happy birthday to you for the big 4-0. Uh, this was alongside a throwback photo of the pair together. He added, uh, for me, this picture represents a moment I knew that we would be brothers for eternity. So a little sad recognition there. In this case, it is about family. Sean Penn uh, went off about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars in an interview with Variety that was published yesterday. What, did he just check his DVR? Yeah. No, like, I think wait. they just asked him about it in an interview with Variety yesterday. Uh, he compared the incident to the time that he was sentenced to 60 days in county jail for spitting on an extra on the set of the 1988 oh. film Colors. Oh my God. And he said, I don't know Will Smith. I met him once. He seemed very nice when I met him. Uh, he was so effing good in King Richard. Uh, and then he followed up those positive remarks with more scathing ones. He said, so why the F did you just spit on yourself and everybody else with this stupid effing thing. Why did I go to effing jail for what you just did and you're still sitting there? Why are you guys standing and applauding his worst moment as a person? Uh, and he went on and he, he had said he believed that uh, this wouldn't have happened had Ukrainian President uh, Vladimir Zelensky been able to share a message at the event. He said the Oscars producer thought, oh, he's not lighthearted enough. Well, guess what you got instead? Will Smith. He said this effing BS wouldn't have happened with Zelensky Will Smith would never have left that chair to be a part of the stupid violence. It would never have happened. Uh, Penn added that he decided to give his Oscar away, so quote that they can be it can be melted down to bullets so they can shoot at the Russians. So this is a recent interview with Variety and opens up about a bunch of stuff in that. ABC has announced the full cast for Dancing with the Stars season thirty-two. I, I, I was taking a look at this list and I'm like, Jesus, these people! I don't know. I don't know half these people. Uh, no, I didn't. Neither yeah. do I. There's a couple of decent ones in there, right? But for right, the most right. part, I, I don't know them, so I had to look them up. A lot of reality folk. Uh, right. Buffy the Vampire Slayer actress uh, Allison Hannigan. I'm happy. Oh, we about love her. That. Yeah, love yeah. Her. Willow. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star uh, Mauricio Umansky. I know. You're happy about that, I know. Uh, singer Jason Mraz. Oh, okay. I like, I like him. him. Yeah. Okay. And uh, f- uh, former professional football player Adrian Peterson. Okay. All right. Yeah. He, um, okay. Never mind. <laughs> no, he's good. He was a really good running back. Okay. It's all right. Fantastic. You can acknowledge that. Well, no, he had, uh, he had admitted to like whipping his son with a, uh, what are they called? Oh, a, I remember a this. A switch, he got a right? switch and, and went yeah. with the switch. And that was like a yeah. big, big thing. But, uh, all right, sorry. Uh, so, Jamie Lynn Spears um, and uh, the Bachelorette series, a season 20 star Charity Lawson and Vanderpump Rules star Adrian Matt Ariana, Ariana Maddox were previously announced as contestants. So, some other ones that have been announced are Tyson Beckford. Yes, the male model. Yep, Zoolander. He's yes. He appeared in that. Uh, now, I don't know how to pronounce this actress's name, uh, Zosh. Zochitl. It's spelled X O C H I T L. 
So I don't know how you'd pronounce that name. Chittlevittle. Uh, Gomez. Um, I looked her up. Actress. Uh, she was in Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, but I don't remember the character. Uh, you also have uh, Harry Jowsey. Not familiar. I don't know who that is. Um, and see who else. Uh, Lily Pons, I believe, is a YouTuber. Mira Servino yes, is one of them. She's the main girl in the uh, Doctor Strange thing. Yeah, and she actually is going to be in uh, Secret Wars, too. Her, they're going to develop her as sort of like the next level of Avengers. She's um, the one that he's protecting. Correct, yeah. God, so. I saw that movie. I don't remember Anything about it? Oh, that's dude. that's where a lot of it. Watch it again. Yeah, it started to turn south. I mean, I I, I liked it. I liked it better than Quantum Mania for sure. But um, yeah, it's it's they're throwing a lot at you. To to Nick's point the other day, there's it's just so much going on. It's like, what am I seeing here? Um, Matt Walsh, uh, who was on Veep. Oh, I love Matt Walsh. Uh, and he's been he's hilarious. Other things here and there. Uh, he is one of the contestants. And then finally, <laughs> Barry Williams. Greg Brady. Absolutely. That's and legit. His brother Peter will be joining us <laughs> this know. morning later Amazing. on. Christopher Knight. I just love Matt Walsh in the, in the movie Ted because he brags on and on about how his best friend is Tom Scarrett. Oh, and uh, right. <laughs> every time he talks about it, and then he shows up at the wedding at the end with Tom Scarrett. Uh, Alfonso Ribeiro and uh, Julianne Hoff will return as host with Derek Hoff, Carrie Ann, and Naba, and Bruno Tin, uh, Toniolo. As, uh, ton- Good Lord. Forget it. Tonioli uh, serve as the judges in season 32 will premiere on September 26th on ABC and Disney Plus. Episodes will be available the next day on Hulu as well. So they've given Tyra Banks the complete heave ho on that, right? Yeah. 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 Out of there. That's the full cast. And in fact, there was another there was another story concerning a cast member. Hang on, I got it here. Um This so, just in? Yeah, Sharna Burgess. Was she one of the dancers? I think she was a singer. I don't think okay. she was, yeah. Yeah, no. no, she was a singer? Uh, no, no, she, she was, was a dancer. Thanks. Oh my god. Uh, she was yeah, surprised. She was one of the dancers. She was surprised to find out that uh, she would not be returning to Dancing with the Stars for the show's thirty-second season, calling it "quote a huge shock." Uh, this is bullcrap. On Tuesday, she said, "Because it was such a shock." Uh, because yeah. I wasn't expecting it, it was tough. Uh, my last five years on the show have been rocky, not because of the show. Uh, she said, yeah, "Where do I go to dance?" She said, uh, "Would I you want to do the bossa nova with your daughter?" My daughter. Uh, I love the show deeply, Pope. Uh, but we have a new executive. My daughter's uh, producer. <laughs> Executive producer come in, I think, five years ago. These are my daughters and, and I, my son is this. And I just... My daughters? And uh, just one uh, with Bobby Bones, and he decided to not bring me back. Oh. So there's a lot of speculation as to why my win with Bobby was, I think, the most expensive and controversial win of Dancing with the Stars history. That's what she said. Bobby Bones won because he's a popular country DJ. Okay. And so, uh, obviously, he called upon, I think he's a syndicated DJ as well. Uh, does a does a show radio show, and so he called upon his uh, listenership, and they voted for him. And I think that's what a lot of people complained about that I round. Is, and then also there's the fact that I don't care. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you know this? I you know I absorb this stuff; it just falls on me, it seeps into my brain. Hey, uh, you guys will like this. Uh, Margaret Cho, who we actually had on not that long ago, uh, shared her own diarrhea on a plane story uh, on TikTok recently following the viral news about a Barcelona-bound flight that uh, returned to Atlanta because the passenger had diarrhea all the way through the cabin. So she says in the clip, diarrhea on a plane? Yep, I've had it. 
I kept going up and down, going to the bathroom, and then sitting back down. And she added, quote, it came with gas. She said, and the smell was so bad, but also not human, that <laughs> yeah, other people... she could have probably skipped this part. That other people story. near me started to think that there was something wrong with the plane. <laughs> she said, people were so worried that they contacted the plane staff. She said, I disassociated. I put my AirPods in. I just watched as people started to panic and look around. I disassociated, and I don't know what happened. You just want to die. I told you about my thing. Flying back from uh, our, our trip to uh, to Europe, and uh, I, I I had that going on. I had diarrhea basically, and thank God I was. Uh, that's Preston. That's why I think you and I are the same mind. Aisle seat. No, no, no. I'm a window seat guy. I thought you were an aisle no, seat guy. I like to lean. I like to really? watch out. Uh, yep. And uh, and I'm not worried about going ah. to the bathroom. I like to uh, rest my head on the wall, and I like to be able to see where we're going and and look for golf courses down below. There you go. So you can, you can dream. I'm 100. percent There you go. So you can get up and go to the bathroom whenever you want. You don't have to cross people. And and, and I only went about 71 times wow. to the bathroom. Now that would be horrible. If, yeah. If that. Excuse me. Excuse me. If that occurred yeah. and you just you have no choice. You know, when you're you done with going. your role, could I get past you to crap? No. Uh, Brian Austin Green provided an update on how his 90210 co-star Shannon Doherty is doing amid her stage four cancer battle. He said she's doing great. This was uh, um, on E! News on Tuesday. Uh, he said she is resilient. I mean, if anybody that I know is going to have to deal with what she's dealing with, she's the one that can get through it. So she's technically in remission now, yeah? Um, I don't know. That's what I thought I read. It's possible. It's quite possible. Um, how about this? Rachel McAdams will star in the Broadway premiere of Mary Jane, a new play by Pulitzer Prize finalist Amy Herzog. The production will begin uh, previews uh, April 2nd of next year at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater. An opening date and additional casting will be announced later. Uh, McAdams is an Oscar nominee with a performance in Spotlight. and She was most recently seen last spring's film adaptation of Judy Bloom's best-selling novel, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. She's good in that. She's, she plays the mom. Okay. Uh, anybody else watch the TV show Dave with Lil Dicky on uh, on FX? Do not. No. Uh, she plays herself on that show. Oh. And they end up having a bit of a romantic involvement. And then in the last episode uh, of this last season, Brad Pitt is on the show for the entire show. <laughs> really? And I don't know how LD Lil Dicky got Brad Pitt to be on his show, but he's hilarious and uh, he's also playing Brad Pitt. Rachel McAdams is playing Rachel McAdams. It's a terrific show if you haven't wow. watched it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Mary Jane is a story of a single mother dealing with an impossible family situation while showing optimism and humor. So that is what she will be playing. Uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom director James Wan told Entertainment Weekly in an interview published yesterday that he had always planned a smaller role for Amber Heard's character in the sequel, despite the claims that her role had been pared down following Johnny Depp's uh, defamation trial. He said, I always pitched this to everyone from the get-go. The first Aquaman was Arthur and Mira's journey. I didn't think she was in it that much. She wasn't in it that much. No. She's fine, in the, in the, and she's fine in the in the uh, her use in the Justice League, but she's not a major character. Uh, the second movie was always going to be Arthur and Orm. So the first was a romance action adventure movie. The second one is a bromance action adventure movie. We'll leave it at that. He said, "Who's Orm? Uh, is his, is it not his brother?" Don't know. Yeah, is yeah. I, I'm I, I, hell, I, I, hell, I, hell. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do I have here? 
for you. Uh, Entertainment Tonight reports that uh, Stars released the trailer for the second season of Shining Veil yesterday. And you can watch as Courtney Cox's uh, Pat Phelps returns home from the hospital after trying to murder her family with an axe. While Mira Sorvino's Rosemary continues to haunt the family in the form of their neighbor, Ruth. I have no idea what this is. I don't either. I, I, no, I didn't. Second season. Final There's Ruth, though. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting. <laughs> uh, Ariana Grande. I mean, all these shows. Preston, it's the second season of I the know. show. I know. And it sounds like there's a lot going on. Yep. Ariana Grande is opening up about previously using makeup and fillers as a way to mask her insecurities. <laughs> how how oh, old is kidding. Ariana Grande? 30. 30. The 30-year-old singer and actor recently teamed up with Vogue for a skincare routine and makeup tutorial video. So can you imagine that she's using fillers and Botox? While going through each step, Grande became emotional as she reflected on how she would uh, disguise parts of herself in the past uh, with hair, makeup, and cosmetic procedures. Sure. Uh, she said, I feel like my relationship to beauty has changed so much over the years, especially because I started so young. I've always had a bad relationship with beauty. Uh, me too. Yeah. I have no relationship never really. We never reconciled. Uh, before becoming a pop superstar, Grande performed in musicals on Broadway and also starred in, on the Nickelodeon shows Victorious and Sam and Cat. Uh, when she was a teenager, she was influenced by those around her who had opinions about her physical appearance. Mm-hmm. She said it's like really hard to know what's worth hearing or not. But, you know, when you're 17, you don't know that yet. Oh, I, over the years, used makeup as a disguise or as something to hide behind and more and more and more hair, thicker the eyeliner the whatever she said. I've always copied her look a little bit because yeah. we're both kind of wayfish, you know. <laughs> I, uh, and uh, and I freely admit that. Uh, and then I, I decided to become ogreish. Yeah, I, I love her, and uh, and um, we have her, Kathy. I know you're not into perfume, uh, but we have her scents in our house. Like my daughters, <laughs> my daughters uh, use <laughs> use Ariana Grande. My daughters. Uh, they smell great. Uh, they smell great. Have you guys? And, and she mentioned that she would uh, she would try to copy someone's look. Um, who throughout your years, Glenn have, Close? Have what? you tried to uh, use? Oh, um, I, I can tell you who. Um, there was this, a point at which when I was deciding to shave my head that I was looking at people like uh, Jason Statham and okay. uh, yeah, and saying uh, I think I have kind of a similar head structure. Let me go for it. Right. Yeah, fashion wise, I've never done that, but I did one time. And Bruce Willis, I went to the uh, uh, barber with a picture from like Teen Beat, a picture of Billy Zapka, and I was like, I want my hair to look. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. uh, As it turns out, my hair doesn't fall the same way Billy Zapka's does. Right. No. Yeah. It it never works when you. We got a Zapka chair five. (laughs) Zapka chair five. (laughs) We got a Machia working two and a Zapka five. I was always trying to do. Because it was the 80s at the time, my hair, and I can't remember who specifically, but I would see pictures of people and want, you know, that and try to copy my style after rock stars and stuff. Do you know my hairstyle for years when I had hair when I was a kid and and earlier was the classic parted, combed over, Mm -hmm. you know, the the standard, whatever, every side part. Yeah, side part. That was it. That's what I had. I don't think I ever, like, looked at anybody, you know, was like, oh, I, I want 
you know, that, but I, you know, obviously like what my friends were Lisa, doing. Lisa, Lisa? Well, no, but what my friends were doing in school and stuff like that, that's what I would more lean towards. And God, I, I really want to like do a deep dive into old photos and find you guys a picture of the era where I would curl part of my bangs up and then the other part down. That was, oh, oh yeah. Oh, that was yeah, the yeah, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, many people, 90s, yeah. many gals who did that. It yeah. was Leg awful. It yeah. was awful. And my, my friend at the time, she had this bright red hair and she had like really thick hair and so that's where I got it from. She used to do it all the time. So I was like, I, I want to do that too. And so there's pictures of, I know there's pictures of the two of us and hers with her bright red hair and me with the ridiculous... I'd love to see that. I, I found a picture of you with the with your bangs yeah. the other day. I thought the bangs worked on you. Uh, not when they're curled in half. <laughs> but yeah, Kath, in the uh, very early 90s and late 80s, like 88, 89, they had the, the bird's nest thing. That like that uh, was, you would tease it. Yeah, you it was so it. weird. Yeah. And Aquanet it. Yeah. That, first. that was honestly, that was better than the half curl up, half curl down. That was I, hideous. I, I, that, to me, it always looked like you were halfway through doing something <laughs> that you never finished. I remember, now this might have been after that uh, phase, Kathy, but I remember seeing an ad on TV for a product. It was called The Bump, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you did you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, totally. Okay. Yes. So it was a, it fit up here and it made the, the hair pop way up high yeah. uh, in the back. Yeah, it was, uh, so, that was when like yeah, big high hair teased, yeah. like anything to make it like look higher and bigger. Right. Okay. My God, the, the amount of work that used to go into hair. Oh my I, God! I tell yes. you, oh, I I added about twenty hours to my my week by going bald because it was just and, and my hair was fairly short, but it was it never did exactly what I wanted to. You as a rocker, oh man, how long did it did take you to prepare your hair? Oh, it it took yeah, a while. Yeah, it would take a while at its height. It would take uh, quite a while because there was a lot of product and a lot of drying that went in there. Yeah, we're looking yeah. at a picture of me with the, with the big hair. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that for that time. I'm like, that was good. You had good hair. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Steve, did you walk around with a, a comb in your back pocket all yeah. the time? Oh, yeah. 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 We had the goodie, goodie combs. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Goodie yeah. Comb. God, that was. Yes. Oh, for a brief period, I, I, had a, I, had a comb, I had a comb case. <laughs> you had a comb case? Yeah, yeah, yeah a little case to keep it here. Nah, we had uh, the goodie combs, had the big yeah. long handle on it. Oh, it would yeah. stick up out of your back pocket. So I, my hair didn't fall the way I wanted it to. <laughs> uh, I had a, a calic in the front, so I couldn't do. And at the time, the cool hairstyle was the part in the middle. That's the way mine was. Yeah, yeah, part yeah. you kind of like feather it back. Uh-huh. But my hair just didn't. My brother had that hair. You had better hair than I did. Have you seen? Have you seen the, t- <laughs> the TikTok couple? They're they're obviously married, and they just they parody the hairstyles that these young TikTokers are doing. No. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think I showed you one, Preston, where the, the guy had bananas replicating. Oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was hilarious. They're very, uh-huh. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah they, the they do. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. boots. Yes. I didn't see the boots. There's because oh, there's dude. this kid who he just has this um, blonde hair. He kind of parts it in the middle and, and it feathers out to the side. <laughs> kind of like what you were talking about, Casey, but a little yeah. more extreme. And then, yeah, these TikTokers, they try to make, you know, replicate the hairstyle, but using, you know, boots. Foot they had a banana. Stuff on their bananas. Head. Yeah. The wife has like a, a, a head of lettuce. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. very like, funny. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's good. I love it. So I, I, the goodie comb was never, um, my hair was always too short. Okay. To to use that effectively. Oh, yeah. it wasn't even about what your hair looked like. Yeah, you yeah. needed, it was a fashion thing to have the comb sticking out of the back pocket. Yeah. It was also pretty good as a weapon too you smack people in the back <laughs> with it or, or yeah bend it back and yeah. you know just pop it on their ass or whatever pop right out of them yeah all right so um yeah you know what let's get to clips we're gonna go ahead and do that now if you don't mind 
Teenage Euthanasia, the animated, mildly apocalyptic TV show, is back for season two. Two? And here, writer and director Allison Levy talks about her real-life inspiration for the show. I have teenage daughters who started high school. I was, like, pressuring her. I was like, well, when's, like, the, you know, is there parties? Are you going? Like, is there alcohol? Like, you know, like, you're not doing it right. You know, why are you home? Um, and I felt <laughs> I had this, like, fantasy of going back in. So it was both the time travel and pressuring your daughter. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. A new episode of Teenage Euthanasia airs today on Max. Here's our next clip. The upcoming comedy horror film, Hell of a Summer, follows a group of camp counselors that are terrorized by a masked killer. And in this clip, Finn Wolfhard oh. discusses all of his roles within the film. Here we go. I co-directed it with um, my one of my best friends, Billy Brick, and um, wrote it with him and produced it with him. We're also in it. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a comedy slasher film set at a summer camp. Um, and Fred Heckinger plays the main character of Jason, who's kind of this old... This tool to be their summer camp counselor comes back and people start getting murdered. <laughs> Hell of a summer is out now, by the way, if you would like to see that. He said the name Heckinger. Is that the, still in, uh, does that, that doesn't exist anymore, Heckinger's? The name Heckinger? Well, no, no, the store. Oh, the, the store? The store yeah, Heckinger's? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. It's from a while ago, okay. yeah. All right, sorry. All right, no, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> it's just in. That's, uh, I, I like you're like, the name doesn't exist anymore? <laughs> that was pretty funny, No, right? they, they blew that off the face of the earth. Yeah. Um, in. Uh, the name Heckinger officially does not exist anymore. <laughs> we go down to Jimmy Glashevsky outside the Heckinger Institute. Sadly, they went defunct in 2009, Casey. Heckinger's oh, dead? Man. Yeah, the, the actual uh, brick-and-mortar stores closed in 99. They tried to go online. Oh, dude. Yeah. But that didn't last either. What about gold medal? Sporting good. John Bon Jovi. <laughs> what? He's can't doing... go to Heckinger's anymore because they're not around. For many, that's horrible. They can't get to a supermarket. John Bon Jovi is getting behind the cause of Heckinger's? Yeah. Wow. But like a bad aisle, they're slippery when wet. Oh, dude. Okay. Are you using this for promotion? <laughs> Who says you can't go home? <laughs> My God. <laughs> all right. Uh, I would like to huh? mention it real quick, besides all the things we have going on this morning, which I'll run down. Our friend uh, John from Sequoia Outback is uh, is grilling up some uh, breakfast sandwiches, and it's to celebrate their end-of-season sale. Yes. And there's plenty of deck season left, so you can go to their showroom on Route 309 in Hatfield. So we thank John for cooking up some breakfast. John says the first sandwiches should be in the studio by 2 p.m. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> We'll Ooh. see. Um, we also had some uh, guests on the program. Christopher Knight, yes, Peter Brady on the show uh, in the 9 o'clock hour, as well as comedian Adam Ray. And uh, around the Bizarre File, the first time that we uh, rolled out the B-File, 8-ish, somewhere around then, uh, we're going to run down the WMM Barbecue yes. set times and some other little special things that are coming up, as well as we are in preparation for a beautiful, awesome night in Camden, New Jersey on Saturday, this Saturday. Tickets are on sale now. Get them if you have not gotten them yet. We would love to hang out with you. We'll take a break and be right back, so stay with us. Brent Porsche today from 11 to 1 at Avise Wellness Treatment Center's open house at 2288 2nd Street Pike in Newtown for an MMRBQ ticket rate. Win tickets every 15 minutes. 
Tonight, from 7 to 9, Nick McElwain from the Preston and Steve Show rocks the Irish Rover, 1033 Bellevue Avenue in Langhorn, with the Bud Light Thursday Night Kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles Washington tickets, courtesy of Bud Light, and enjoy $3 Bud Light and Michelob Ultra Drafts. Join the MM Army tomorrow from 4 to 6 at Family and Company Jewelers, 65 East Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey, for an MM RBQ ticket range. Win tickets every 15 minutes. Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's diamond destination. So the National Toy Hall of Fame has announced their nominees, or yeah, their nominees. Yeah, the nominees. Before they have their nominees. I love this. Uh, and it's actually, it always gives us a couple of chances to uh, to talk about toys throughout the years. Well, the playback this morning was from the uh, conversation we had yesterday about kids' games. The yeah. Games that you invented a lot of times when you didn't have some of these toys. Right. You had to uh, make your own stuff. But uh, uh, you can't, even you, Kathy, you toys, right? Uh, when you were a kid, you, they hold a special revered oh, place yeah, in your in your life. So, I mean, that's what you, that's everything when you're a kid. Yeah. So, and as an adult even, but uh, yeah, I'm always excited when the list comes out. Yeah, Kathy had, uh, what were Jimmy? Beanie Babies. What was your, uh, uh, that, that was more of like a, that was my doll. Like, I mean, I guess like a doll is considered a toy. Jitney and Rim Job, right? Uh, no, it was uh, Jotna and Keena. Oh, and, Jotna and Keena. Uh, I left it at the park next to my house <gasps> and some a-hole kids uh, ripped their heads off. <laughs> and so we found them. Oh and I was horrified that my doll's heads were ripped off. I think the, the, what blows my mind is you came up with the names Jotna, and, and yeah. you're not even... My it, mom was it, like, uh, like, even today, she's like, yeah, we have no idea where those names came from. Where did came they come from? from? Uh, all, I mean, that, it was almost like a uh, an entity yeah. uh, existed. A, a, a Hindu princess. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and whispered those names to you. I think that my parents did, or my mom at least, did try to hide that their, the doll's heads were ripped off, but I somehow saw them and figured well, it out. You would notice. If somebody came up to you and they were missing a head, you'd notice. Let me ask you, were they were they the type of doll? Were they, uh, like, uh, you know, plastic, or, or were they, uh, like, uh, made of a cloth and material and, and yeah, so, stuffing inside? So, from what I remember, the head was plastic, and then um, the body was the, uh, you know, cloth. And yeah. Oh, like yeah, they would sometimes inside. have those hybrid... Yeah. Baby dolls that were kind of like And that. I think that's why it was easier for them to rip the head off because it was yeah. kind of like sewn into the um, the fabric. You know, so. it's a bunch of park hooligans. That's what it was. Their heads got ripped off. When you see like, you know, uh, doll parts, I know there's a song from Hulk yeah, yeah, called yeah. Doll Parts, but, it, you know, it's, it's kind of creepy. It's disturbing. That's, it plays off the same thing of the uh, the House of Wax when you see like mannequin parts and stuff yeah, like that. It's, yeah. All right. So anyway, speaking of dolls, of that. speaking of dolls, uh, Ken is being considered for induction this year. So Ken has Ken's been considered in. before. No, no. no. Barbie's in. Barbie was in the inaugural yeah. class. Like the yeah. Barbie right. was one of the first toys to make it in the but national. Ken is not in. Wow. Okay. So Ken may get his day. We'll see about that. Uh, he is up against uh, baseball cards. They consider that a toy. I consider that a collectible. collectible. That's I exactly that's what I consider. Different than a toy. So, so for it to be a toy, you so you can play a game with it. We used to play flip flipping five. You remember that game uh, with and, baseball cards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And would you was was it a, a game where you would win the you'd, some of the cards? You'd win the, your, your opponent's cards. I don't remember how that yeah. worked. I do remember trading them, obviously. Right. And uh, and there there may have been a game like that. I think flipping five had to deal with um, either was the team color. If, if they matched and and you went down on your card went down on the, on the uh, the other person's color and it matched you got their card. Okay, I, I like think that. I'm probably wrong. 
A side note about uh, cards. My son is um, 16, 17 next week, way into basketball cards and baseball cards. And uh, it's it's sort of, I've seen a resurgence. Mm. There's a new store in Wayne right on Route 30. And I went in there two weeks ago to look for birthday presents for Ben. Uh, It was packed. And they have all of these like highly uh, glossy collectible cards that. So this is like retro now, right? I kind of thought it went the way of the dodo. and, And apparently there's a huge resurgence. I don't know if it's just my son and his group of friends, but there was enough, there's enough for a store in downtown Wayne uh, for cards to, you know, wow. to exist again. Yeah. Wow. All right. So baseball cards are up for induction into the Toy Hall of Fame. Battleship. Oh. Yes. How's one of my all-time favorite games, Battleship. You I, actually like the game. I, I always loved it. First off, it had little ships, which mm-hmm. is very cool. Mm-hmm. But I did like that game. And then it. I had the electronic. Did you get the electronic version I of Battleship? I remember when that came out and the ads that ran for that electronic Battleship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you would push the button to launch your, you know, your your salvo, and uh, it would either splash and yeah, or yeah, nothing, yeah. or it would, and then <laughs> yes! It was so great. It was awesome. I loved Electronic Battleship. Yeah. That took it to another level. That resurgence, the game... <laughs> That had kind of gotten a little dusty at the time, and uh, well, and and brought me my interest back around. When you were able to blindly, you know, so you hit the bow. You're not exactly where sh- where you hit on the ship, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to go for it. And saying, you know what, they actually did a pretty good job in that Hasbro produced movie Battleship. Mm-hmm. They captured that sensational. There's actually a sequence in that movie where they're using that same technique to try to sink the alien ships. So I played uh, Battleship with all of my kids. It's still, oh, they still uh, dig it? Absolutely. Really? It's yeah. still a game that uh, that is out there and available, and it's pretty simple. The rules are easy, and, and yeah. anybody can play it. Uh, and there's lots of little pieces. Man, those little Battleship pieces, oh you'd find them all over the Forget house. Forget it. <laughs> It'd be in cat crap for years. Yeah. Um, man, I'm trying to think. I had another Battleship story. Did you uh, like Stratego? I did. Okay, so it's weird. It. You're going to get a peek into the very handful of games that I actually liked as a kid. I liked Stratego. I think maybe because he's involved war. Yeah. That have a war. I have the soul of a warrior. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be it. Uh, so Battleship is up for it. Uh, bingo. <laughs> is also. Do you guys Bing- ever play Pekino? Pekino? It's bingo, but with playing cards. No. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, you, I never have. Yeah, you have a playing card. Uh, you, I mean, you have a, a like a bingo card that has all of... Uh, I mean, every bingo card is different, but it has, you know, uh, card faces on it. I'm emotionally scarred from bingo case. Why? Because uh, uh, up at the Catskills, we go to the Catskills occasionally, like a little bit of uh, Dirty Dancing, Kathy. Sometimes we go for vacation in the summer. <laughs> and um, I, I, as a kid, wandered into a bingo room with a bunch of senior citizens playing. And I remember this old woman who kind of looks like Large Marge turning to me and go, why don't you go find your parents? <laughs> I just want to find out about bingo, you old crew. Uh, I, I loved the at-home bingo, though. Like, we would yeah. play that. With yeah. A little, yeah. At-home bingo? Yeah, like, it, it came with a little card, and okay. um, it had, I remember the chips. They were red, and they were kind of like, uh, yeah. you know, see-through. You could yeah. and put them on. I remember State-of-the-art bingo used to have, and this is now, they've, they've even carried it much further, but they would have these special, you know, ones with, it would just slide across on the actual game card. Oh, you yeah. could use over and over again. Yeah. yeah. And how often do you do designer bag bingo? I've never, Casey, I've never done Stop it. designer You're dealing bag with- bingo. However, I will say. A host here. Now that I am a hockey mom, uh, 
Um, <laughs> we are having yeah. a designer bag bingo are you to hosting? fundraise really? the $9 million that it costs <laughs> to play hockey. Yeah, so, you're, you're right. Uh, so, yeah, so we're doing that this year, Case, I don't know when it is, but it'll be my first one. I've never been to one. Yeah, we brought uh, m- uh, my wife and uh, and friend, Helen, we brought it to the kids' school. It didn't exist at the school, and so we do it there. And now I host at uh, the high school as well. Do you, you have a bag bingo? Do you have one of those big contraptions that has the light-up board and everything on it? And all no, that? Oh, it's, it's all great. digital yeah. now. That's what you drew know, me into the... Digital now. What? Yeah, it's a, there's a bingo caller app on your, uh, on your oh. computer. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. it's... it's See, I never win at events like that because I would stop paying attention. That's my and like my chat with the person next to me. Yeah, you have to. Uh, wait, yeah, no, you get that sponge cake. Bingo requires focus. Bingo requires quiet. Yeah, I the know. people, Kathy, the people at your table will not let you. Yeah. They'll be like, "Hey, okay. bitch, shut sh- up." Sh- okay, oh man, okay. We're, we can talk in between games. <laughs> right. But right now it's game time. You okay, need okay. to shut your. That's why Large Marge chased me out of the room. <laughs> right, right. Okay. I okay. was uh, I was asked to host one of those. It was at Souderton High School. It was for a chair uh, fundraiser thing, and they invited uh, people from the. Uh, older community to come out and be a part of this, so they bust a bunch of people in, and they are very particular how uh, how you bingo? call the the bingo game. Wait, don't what? Wait, don't, don't joke around, uh, and don't joke around, yeah. and don't go too fast, uh-huh. don't go too slow, or speed it up a little bit. You're you're getting constant feedback of how well, to do it. <laughs> I've gotten better at it now. Uh, the calling, I'm pretty boring. I'm like, okay, and I always do it at these Catholic institutions. I'm like, oh, 69, and then you always hear like, oh, <laughs> right, like, yeah. guys, come on, we're we're literally in a Catholic school right now. Yeah. But uh, what I do is I like to have I use my own boards, I call the number, and then I play along, so then I know how long it takes to, you know. Oh, okay, so you're doing both, and that yeah. gives you an idea. Yeah. But there are people that will play, like, five, six cards at a time. Oh, God, yeah. And mm-hmm. they have to use their big marker, their gigantic ink, you know, uh, paint marker. and Yeah, I'm not worried thing, about those so. yahoos. Um, but anyway, bingo. I wouldn't call it a game. Well, I wouldn't yeah, call a it game. A, it's a game. No, I'm sorry. I wouldn't call it a toy. This is National Toy Hall of Fame. Yeah, but board games are in the Toy Hall of Fame. You're right. I don't think You're it's right. She's right. But whatever. Um, bop it. Is I also love Bop it. Uh, one of the toys that's uh, potentially going in the Hall of Fame. Bob it's fun. Yeah. Wait, Bop which, it. I, I know it. the name, but what what is it? It's the Lorraine it's, and Bop it. It's a game, Kath. It's a contraption that you hold, and there are th- like three or four different things you can do. You can twist it. You can stroke it, squeeze, squeeze it, it, uh, it, pull it. Pull it. Yeah, there are these different uh, things on there that you do, and then you have to do them in the sequence. Do you remember the game Simon? Simon like Simon. It's but, like Simon, okay. but you're doing. You're not just hitting uh, colors. You're you're actually doing different actions. I don't okay. ever remember Bop It. It's yeah. probably after my time. It is. It didn't come out until the I would say late eighties, early nineties. But I already on my third wife. Yeah. yeah. But you, know, you bop it, and you only have like a second to do what the game tells you to do. So bop it, you bop it, twist it, twist it. You know, and and so if you don't do it in time, then it's like ah, eh, you lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the Cabbage Patch Kids. That's that it. Are, that they are, are up for still running. not in. Yeah, who who was uh, who is um, a Cabbage Patch? Were you you had you had to be right? Oh my god, I had I had all of them. That was probably. Like, I loved those more than the Beanie Babies. The Beanie Babies were, like, as I got older, and I would, like, travel around to different Hallmark stores and try to find the unique Beanie Baby. Um, but the Cabbage Patch Kids, like, that was my toy. I had every one. I remember I had the little girl with brown curly hair that looks like me. I had God. one with red hair. Kathy, I had- there were brawls. Brawls in toy stores oh, over I Cabbage Patch them. Kids. I, yeah, Santa brought me one, like, almost every Christmas. Yeah, they were a little more, like, um, of a collectible, too, Kathy. Like, yes. there was individuality to the Cabbage Patch Kids. Yep. And so Beanie Babies, just 
those were sort of like small stuffed animals that you had in the bedroom. But my my brother, my middle brother, Adam, had a Cabbage Patch Kid. His name was Lowell Less. And uh, you d- didn't the names, weren't they signed on the yeah, butt? it came with yeah. a certificate. Yeah, yeah. And Xavier or whatever was the, the guy who created. Maker, yeah. Right. He tattooed their asses. He tattooed their asses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the marketing was genius because you technically you were, a, you, they were orphans. You were adopting them. You were adopting them. That's right. That was it, yeah. yes. Yeah. And so it made it, it had, you had this interesting personal connection. <laughs> Birth certificate. In the Goldbergs, yeah. they had a, an episode where she, the mom buys a knockoff one. I think it was Produce Children or something like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I have um, a few Cabbage Patch Kids <coughs> we do. In, in the bin with the Beanie Babies. Oh, man, we got to see. And your Barbies, and the Barbies, too. And the Barbies. Bring yeah. them in. They're all naked, but they're in there. Casey, I know Back to School is one of your favorite movies with uh-huh. uh, with Ronnie Dangerfield. In the beginning of the movie, they're doing a, uh, a, a pitch at, at his business for their product line. Uh-huh. And they wanted to do a riff on the Cabbage Patch Kids called the Melon Patch Kids. Uh-huh. But the twist was... <laughs> And it was all, he, he had a fat and tall uh, clothing line. Uh-huh. And, and, and the idea was that these were overweight babies uh-huh. and that they weren't orphaned. They were abandoned. <laughs> they were abandoned. <laughs> this is terrible. I love them. This is absolutely terrible. Uh, I had one, uh, Nick. I got it for my birthday. I was so excited. Uh, I, I changed his name. His name was Casey Jr. I got the birth certificate sent to me. Okay. And then my neighbor across the street, who was a full blown adult, uh-huh. called me. Uh, a gay slur that begins with the word, uh, the letter F. <laughs> and I think about this guy from time to time. Like, dude, Wayne. For like, having a cabbage patch doll? I was 10 years old. You are an adult and you call me that. Oh, my seems, God. seems uh, secure. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I'm glad I stole your this, uh, your chrome caps off of your work truck. This was an adult? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> One nothing, Casey. This was an adult. At uh, yeah. how, how old was he? Uh, I, well, I don't know. Uh, I have to assume he was. I mean, he probably seemed like he was forty, but he, right. I, you know, but he was maybe in his mid to late twenties. What a horrible thing to say to a ten-year-old kid. To a ten-year-old kid. Now you know how I felt about being chased out of the bingo room. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, a uh, possible induction into the Toy Hall of Fame, the Choose Your Own Adventure game books. Oh, those so are fun. Th- these came out, uh, and I remember these were all the rage. <laughs> I, probably again, like- I hate to brag. <laughs> I used to work in a bookstore, but uh, they were they were selling like crazy, Nick. I think it was like fifth or sixth grade yeah. when they hit uh, for me and and probably Casey. And yeah. um, I think looking back on them, uh, they were more innovative uh, to a six year old or to a sixth grader than, right, they, right. than they were to anybody else. But like the fact that you actually had a little bit of control as to where the book was going to go was a novelty concept that took off, and, and it seemed like they were like. Like a hundred in the series. Yes. Like oh, a yeah. Tremendous amount. And eventually, they were all pretty much the yeah. same. There was a formula to the choose your own adventure. So you weren't really choosing your own adventure. Uh, but I like the concept to it. Um, um, I want to go back to the bop it real quick. I hope you don't mind because we have no. a call on the line. Aaron has uh, an interesting story about that. Hi, Aaron. Good morning. Hi. This is my daughter. <laughs> my daughter. My daughters. My daughters. What's up, Aaron? <laughs> Um, when I was deployed in Afghanistan, uh, we would occasionally get care packages outside the wire, and uh, somebody actually sent somebody a bop it. Okay. And uh, we played that thing until the batteries died, in it, and it was the greatest morale booster. Ah, oh, Aaron, I love that notion. No kidding. You guys sitting over there playing bop it. Yeah. <laughs> it um it actually came down to. Uh, 
there's that meme, keep that mo- effing thing on you. <laughs> well, we used to we used to keep that. That was, that was the saying. If you called that out, it was time to pull the bop it out. <laughs> oh, the that's bop it out. Awesome. Were there any, any other games you ended up with over there? Any other toys that made the, the way over there for a distraction for you guys? Well, the... Um, uh, the kids actually sold us slingshots, and those things were deadly. <gasps> uh, like, the, like the the whammo, the wrist. Uh, what, what was that? The one, the wrist rocket. Yeah, wrist like rockets. The, they were awesome. Like the wrist rocket. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those things were deadly. And then also just card games, of course. I mean, it's just all this, kinds this of is coming from games. a guy who's got a machine gun <laughs> and grenades hanging <laughs> yeah. off of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Hey, that thing's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank- dangerous too. I yeah. love it. All right, thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it, brother. I just. Uh, realized that uh, I had literally had three uh, neighbors named Wayne, so uh, I just need to say that uh, the father-son Waynes were not the ones who called me okay. the F. All right, all right, very good. All right, so besides <laughs> choose your own, choose your own adventure games books, did you guys, Nick? Did you guys get into that? Or yeah, I just told a story. About I'm sorry. <laughs> well, can you tell it again? I'm trying to wrangle phone calls and do some other things, yes. and every now and then my mind uh, goes and out also, of look, the show. People can't see, but Preston's giving uh, formula to kittens behind the counter. There. <laughs> Wait, what? This one, uh, we have somebody who will uh, absolutely love the fact, if it makes it into the Hall of Fame, Connect Four. Mm. Case. <laughs> You're a legend, Bill Duncan. In fact, the last, just recently I saw a picture of you and Chuck with that huge Connect Four yeah. board outdoors playing it. This is your jam, your game. Yeah. And, and you, you might be a goat. If, if I didn't get my ass handed to me at the International House in college, uh, it was called Musser. I went there for a party one time and I just got crushed playing Connect Four. And I was like, oh, this can never happen again. So I asked Santa Claus for Connect Four that year. And then I just became a master afterwards. And, I mean, uh, we're not even, when this isn't hyperbole. You, no. you, you have done extraordinarily well, uh, obviously, your vote is for this game to make it in. But this, uh, obviously, Connect Four was the original. But the the boards are much larger. Like this one that you're sitting, the picture we have up on the screen here in the studio. Yeah. Uh, how many do you connect to win on that? Uh, no, it's it's still, still Connect Four. Still Connect Four. Still Connect right. Four. Yeah, and and that one is great. It's uh, you can just leave it outside because it's all plastic. Right. There's no metal parts in it, so the salt air is not going to do anything to it. Connect Four is a great game, uh, but it's also a game. I feel like when you're playing with kids, it's not one that you're like, I'm going to let you win. Like, you really try to win each time, oh. and sometimes you just don't. <laughs> right. So we do these uh, Bud Light uh, Thursday night kickoff thingies, and, and they have brought the Connect Four, and I was playing against people. I'm like, hey, if you beat me, you'll you'll win a T-shirt or whatever, and they never do. This girl, I was trying to let her win. I tried so <laughs> hard. Like, like four tries in a row, like, you know, and she just, I was like, well, then screw it. I'm like, I, I'm just, I'm just going to have to beat you right now, like, because you're not, you, you suck, all right? And it's not that hard. It, it really isn't that hard. No, it's so not that's like, the thing. It's an easy game, and like, you'll have your eye on something, and you're like, I'm gonna, I got this, I got this, and then you don't see, and then you don't see the other, you know, where the other person has just beat you. Yeah, and there's a, there's a chess angle to it. You there can, is. Yeah, you can you can lure people in to 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 do something that is going to be advantageous to you. Yes. Yeah, Sometimes it sucks when you have to do a defensive move when you really want it to be on the offensive. But, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And this one in particular, Steve, this picture, we had a block party. Right. And I was so confident that I brought a whole bunch of $1 bills. And every time I won a game, I put the dollar bill into a, into a container. Okay. And then whoever beat me was going to win the money, my money, that, uh, that I had accrued throughout the entire day. Nice. Yeah. Did anybody win it? Yeah, my daughter beat me. <laughs> legit? Uh, yeah, I mean, she legit beat me. Uh 
uh, I, it was one of those where I just wasn't paying attention. So, Casey, somebody just texted in saying they got a thousand dollars. Uh huh. If you can beat them two out of three in Connect Four, thousand dollars. All right. Does Casey have to put up a thousand dollars too? I think Casey has to put up T-shirts. I can put up T-shirts. I can jump off the high dive. <laughs> <laughs> Please come in right now. A thousand dollars. All right, find out because yeah. we can set that up. I would like Absolutely. to see a thousand dollar game of Connect Four. Uh, besides Connect Four, these are toys being uh, up for induction uh, for the Hall of Fame for the Toy Hall of Fame this year. Uh, the Little Tykes Cozy Coop. Little uh, Tykes Cozy Coop. Don't know it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you, I, I think I know that one. I think I know this one. too. It's for little kids. It's a little car. Mm-hmm. Is it a Cozy Coop? We still little, have it. Little Tykes makes uh, yeah. like the. Um, yeah, that's it. That's I, a classic. Little Tykes makes like the the wagon and a, and a whole bunch of stuff. And this is a classic little kids toy. Oh, this, this is what you'd ride around. Like you see, you, a, a kid could sit in this. A little oh, yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and we still have. My kids will not let me throw it away because oh, it, the, so it's still in one of the bays of our garage. Yeah, I think um, the one that I believe the one that I had for Jace is now at my parents' house for uh, my brother's twins. So it kind of gets passed down. But this is what I used to uh, practice power. Low parking no. when I was getting my drive. You used a little tight cozy coop? I used, when my parents weren't home and their cars weren't there, I would put the trash cans yeah. uh, right at the, the bottom of the driveway, mm-hmm. and then I would put this car... <laughs> A distance away, and I would parallel park between the tight, little tight car and in? the trash cans. No, 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 no. Oh. She was using it as a barrier. Oh, as, as a car to park behind. Oh, or in I got gotcha. you. Yeah, car. the other. Yeah, so we we do it with the trash cans. <laughs> yeah, but if you've only got one, you need something yeah. else. Press it up. She's jammed into this no. thing. Me <laughs> too. <laughs> Trying to practice parallel parking. No, and you fit in that. <laughs> <laughs> we How still, does that help? We still have our little tykes uh, wagon. Uh, the little tyke stuff is durable, man. That they, oh, it they has to it, be. They make it very well, and we still use it for just like hauling firewood and stuff like that around. Yeah. Believe it or not. Uh, so that is up for induction. Also, uh, Nerf. It just says Nerf. Anything Nerf? Maybe so. Maybe when just did the, when the company did the in general. First Nerf ball. Make its debut because seventy eight maybe. Oh my God! I mean, I the commercial campaign. Uh, I remember I wanted that thing so damn badly. No, nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, oh, it had shot. to be because I was. Yeah, that's another one. I'm really surprised that no Nerf products has has been in already. Well, Nick, I had they, the first. It was just a round Nerf ball in a box. But the notion and especially talk about the stupid games that you play. I'd play with my brother. We'd sit with our feet up on the couch with our backs on the floor and we'd throw the Nerf ball off the wall to each other. Yeah. And you'd count as games. Throw it as hard as you want. Yeah. yeah it, was, it, was, it was awesome that that thing became available and obviously it morphed into a thousand of products. Um, I've seen this thing and I don't know if, you, if you've seen it on uh, Instagram or not, but uh, Steve, it's a basketball. It looks like a basketball. Yes. It bounces like a basketball, yeah. but but it does not like you could bounce it in the house and it's not going to make a sound. I, I don't know how legit it is. Well, I think it also comes with a, a, a counterpart or at least an accessory that is an actual basketball hoop mm. that doesn't have a net. It has like these prongs that stick out uh, and and it's just sort of a 
it, it's it's a, it's a wild apparatus. I've seen it. I don't. It looks kind of weird, but also cool. Yeah. Uh, the Nerf and, and the little basketball hoop that you would hang at the top of a door were huge. Oh, yeah. amazing! Just for killing time. And eventually, they got to, the Nerf uh, was a little too light yeah. at first and would bounce off of stuff right, right, a yeah. little too easy. And eventually, they got a better formula and had a little bit more <laughs> weight to it. What are you doing? I'm showing you something. I'm waiting for you to. Okay, do Casey talking. took off his shoe and he has his foot up in the air near right. my face. See that scar right there? I do. That's a Nerf basketball scar right there. A Nerf yeah, basketball scar. I got, I got fouled scar. driving through the hoop in my, uh, my uh, bedroom, and All my right. brother pushed me, and I cut it on the top of a nail head. Oh, man. I know. Nancy is blemish on my forearm, Casey. <laughs> it's a tattoo from the USS Indianapolis. What? <laughs> That's crazy. I have a story. A lot of guys were eaten by sharks at that. All right. So, anyhow, uh, the Nerf is up for induction. Uh, Two more items, and then we'll uh, take a break. But the National Toy Hall of Fame is looking to possibly induct slime. Oh. Slime was great. Wait, okay. Listen, slime is great, but I feel like that cannot go in prior. Because that became, I mean, listen, we all played with slime, but Mm. it's like super popular now. I feel like that can't go in before some of these other things, before Cabbage Patch Kids. Well, they, they don't do it as, as I know. Uh, I'm just saying this in, in a linear fashion. They they just uh, they they vote for them, and and that's kind of I think what keeps it alive. Kind of keeps all these toys alive a little bit instead of you know, like one just, year it was a like cardboard box. Remember, s- silly yeah. pu- right? Silly Putty's in already, is it not? Yeah, don't that, know. that has to be in. Casey, there is a... Silly Putty was sort of the precursor to slime. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter what predated though. They, yeah. they do these in a, in a like an arbitrary way. There is a game, Casey, that combines Nerf. And Connect Four. Oh my! God. And it is called Connect Four Blast, and you shoot out the uh, the Connect Four pieces within the oh. Connect Four. Then, but shoot made, the Nerf. They are made. They made out of uh, Nerf material. Hey, wasn't there a glow in the dark slime? Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So slime about I don't know five or six years ago, maybe even seven years ago, made this weird little comeback where kids were creating it at home. Yeah. Yep. And we had to, we had to keep buying. One of the products was um, for your contact lenses. The solution there was like that went into the chemical for yes, it did. And then they were using like um, uh, dish. yeah, like dishwasher detergent. Yeah, like there the, was all like the borax, like yeah. asbestos. Caroline was making right. dye number two. Was making tons of this stuff, and we had yeah. to buy all of that freaking yeah. contact lens solution like crazy. It's expensive. Stuff. Yeah, uh, and you know what? Too now it's part of like the ASMR. Like people um, oh, like sure. playing with it and the noise and yeah. and the kit. They sell like kits now where you you know can make it home, but they're putting little like um, I forget case. What were those? little... Little gel balls called. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I, know what you're I can't think about. of it, but you would put it in the slime, and yeah. then they have all these little like the girls can put glitter in it. Yeah, know, it's like yeah. what's the solution? We had it in here for one of the science days. Only um, the girls can use glitter, by the way, guys. Where where <laughs> I it, I said that it's too. equal parts water and uh, baking soda, right? So it's a liquid, and but the more you pound down, the harder it, it gets, yeah, yeah. more solid it gets. Right. Yeah, uh, Orbeez. That's, That's it. what those things were called. Orbeez. Um, so yeah, the slime that was, uh, and do you remember the the uh, eventually they figured out hey this makes fart noises oh. if you if you push it into a cup right. would use and, they would, and they would sell it in a cup it, yeah. and, and you would push down and it would make these awesome really thick juicy <laughs> fart noises <laughs> 
Uh, so slime is up for uh, induction. And then the final toy that's being considered is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Arizona yeah. Half Show. Yep. Turtle so Power. Those were huge when they took off. I Early love- 90s, 1990. Oh, I just man. loved yeah. with the in earlier versions of that, Casey, learning so much about Mississippi, uh, if you remember oh, that thing. <laughs> What? That's where they lived. It was oh. a flub I made yesterday, or something like that. Uh, no, no, so um, I they were a little. I was a little bit after uh, the Ninja Mutant Turtles, but I came Me back too. around, and they. Um, God, you couldn't escape them. I mean, they were everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they really. Uh, so, what, what was the first iteration of it? Was it the toy or was it the cartoon? It was a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then obviously they, they led to, uh, action figures and all the toys that came along with it. And then the movies, the new one, it just, uh, yeah. Yes. And, and it's still Seth to this Rogan. day, yeah. uh, they struck gold with that. Uh, so this year's honorees are going to be inducted November 9th following a voting by selection committee and the public. And each member of the 22 person expert committee will cast ballots for the top three, uh, the three toys receiving the most public votes. By September 20th, will make up a single ballot. Do you think Battleship would work on on radio? Because <laughs> it's so, and that is a fun game. It is a fun game. Uh, anyone, by the way, can nominate a toy for the Hall, uh, Hall of Fame, oh. but to be considered for induction, toys must have achieved icon status and longevity across generations. They also must be innovative and foster learning or creativity through play. Like uh, slime, uh, the ones uh, last that were inducted last year were Light Bright. Oh, I love Light Bright uh, and Masters of the Universe. You know when? So this used to be part of the deal, Preston. When a toy would start to uh, finish off its initial release arc, they would th- then release a glow in the dark version of <laughs> of, of yeah. so many games. Now, glow in the dark. Oh, and the top was also inducted. So it's usually like one really classic one uh, that ends up in there too. So Lightbright Masters of the Universe and the top. What was the top that you would take it and it had sort of a gyroscopic uh, motor in it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That thing was pretty cool. Um, so there are 80 uh, honorees uh, to date in the Toy Hall of Fame, by the way. I'd love to go to that award show. Yeah. I'd, I'd like be to go. fun. I'd like to go to the uh, the actual um, museum where they house where it. It'd be it? kind of fun. It is in New York. Hang on a second here. The Tall Hall of Fame. Um, housed at the Strong Museum in Rochester. And it's uh, it's 25th anniversary. Interesting. There. Them's there's the toys. Uh, thank you guys for the calls. I apologize we didn't get a chance to go to you. Uh, Frank said that they have a beer pong connect for, ah. by the way. And uh, Ambrose says they can't believe that the Magic 8-Ball isn't in the toy hall It's thing. not in yet? I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look at the list of 80. I don't have it uh, memorized as of yet. So, All right, let's break. Come back in a second. We have some stuff coming up, including... The Bizarre File, and we're going to run down the set list, and, uh, or at least the, the time list for the MMRBQ and how, how all those things are going to play yes, out awesome. uh, this Saturday. So tickets are available, by the way, so get them now. And starting on Monday, a really cool thing that you hear about during this commercial break. Stay put. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. 
Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to do the Bizarre File, and then we got info concerning the, excuse me, the MMRBQ right after that. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Got junk and want it gone? Then you want J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. <clears throat> Veteran and military, family-owned and operated. Visit J-Dog Junk Removal, rdsc.com. That's J-Dog Junk Removal, rdsc.com. A Tennessee man has pleaded guilty to pointing an AK-47 rifle at a Little Caesars employee because his $6 pepperoni pizza was taking too long to cook. Well, how long did it take? In a plea deal, Charles Doughty agreed to cop to his dangerous gunplay at a restaurant in Knoxville. Doughty, who was charged with multiple felony counts, is scheduled to be sentenced on September 29th. Police say Doughty became incensed <laughs> after being told that his pizza would take Ten minutes to prepare. I'm waiting! Dottie demanded a free order of Little Caesar's crazy bread before briefly leaving the restaurant, which is about five miles from his residence. I'm coming for you. Uh, when Dottie returned to Little Caesar's, he was carrying an AK-47, which he pointed at a female worker who was on her first day of the job. Oh, my God. While demanding his order. When I mean some cheesy bread. With another employee sought to leave the restaurant, uh, cops report Dottie asked where the hell he thought he was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so the whole notion that this might have been a tad excessive never occurred to him. Uh, the uh, employee ended up uh, going into a back room and calling 911. In a bid to get Dottie to leave Little Caesars, a female customer who had received her order handed him her own pepperoni pie. Here you go. <laughs> Dottie then fled the restaurant before Knoxville police uh, arrived. And Dottie was subsequently arrested and charged with aggravated kidnapping and aggravated assault. So at the end, it was all worth it. It was all worth it. He got his pizza. Yeah. Mission accomplished. 
A Dutch art detective has recovered an early masterpiece by Vincent van Gogh, stolen from a museum three years ago after it was handed in at his Amsterdam home, wrapped in a trademark blue Ikea bag. <laughs> so is that Ikea all this time? It was a, a masterpiece by Vincent van Gogh. Wow. Hey, that, a, that van Gogh knockoff, it looks pretty good, doesn't it? <laughs> Arthur Brand, known as the Indiana Jones of the art world for his success in recovering missing or stolen works of art, unwrapped the bag to discover Van Gogh's 1884 uh, Parsonage Garden at uh, Noonan's in Spring. Yeah, I know it well. Valued around $6 million. Brand said, we have searched for it more than uh, three and a half years, but it's finally here. It's back, and I'm going to hand it over to the museum director, and then I'm going to have a drink with all the police officers who were involved in recovering this beautiful piece by Vincent Van Gogh. You know, in person, there was a small chain of Swedish meatballs, too. So the painting was stolen from the singer Lauren Museum near Amsterdam in 2020, Van Gogh's birthday on March 30th, shortly after Europe went into lockdown for the pandemic, and the thief smashed through the glass door, mm. and the dead of the night was seen in video footage running away with the painting tucked under his arm. A man identified only as Niles M was arrested the following April and later sentenced to eight years in jail for the theft uh, of the Van Gogh and an earlier heist in which he stole a, a Franz Hals masterpiece. Uh, the Van Gogh had not been recovered despite the best efforts of Brand and his friends in the police force, uh, but Brand said that he had heard for several months later that the source in the criminal world who had brought the Van Gogh uh, bought the Van Gogh from a thief, but the buyer identified only as Roy K was already in jail for involved in another crime. And the plot thickens. Uh, Brand said he wanted to use the painting as a bargaining chip to get reduced, a reduced sentence, but no deal had been done and the painting remained on the missing list. Then, two weeks ago, Brand received a phone call from another man who said he had nothing to do with the theft and was persuaded to return the painting. He said, the man told me, I want to return the Van Gogh. It has caused a massive headache and an operation uh, done in close coordination with the Dutch police. We got the painting back. That's pretty wild. So uh, what, what is the estimated value? Six million dollars. All right, missed that part. Uh, Brand's earlier success, including the recover uh, recovery of bronze statues known as Hitler's horses, and a Picasso painting as well. Hitler's wow. horses. So it's what this guy does. Yeah. A woman suspected of trying to sneak methamphetamine mm. to an inmate in a San Diego area jail via a drug-soaked piece of mail is behind bars herself now. Misty uh, Ventine was arrested in a parking area at George Bailey Detention, Detention Facility. George Bailey? Yeah. That's I mean, it's a wonderful it's life. A wonderful life. They have the George Bailey Detention Facility. It's a I got, prison. I got to admit, I'm tripping balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing Chuzu's pedals everywhere. Yeah. Clarence, yeah, get over Clarence, here. Clarence, Clarence, I'm seeing Chuzu's pedals everywhere. Uh, deputies. I'm peeing blood. Uh, staffing a uh, jail mail. My teeth are falling out. Processing facility. <laughs> Do my cheeks look extra hollow to you, Clarence? Notice that a letter intended for an inmate appeared to have been drenched in some type of liquid and dry. I just gave the guy a handy for drug money. Uh, running a chemical test on the piece of correspondence, they discovered that it had been infused with liquid methamphetamine. You see, George, it's a meth, it's a meth life. Uh, investigators ultimately determined that uh, Vantine allegedly had sent the drug-spiked letter. Every uh, time a bell rings, an angel gets some meth. Uh, Vantine was uh, booked into Las Colinas Women's Jail, by the way. That's right, that's right. 
a Spanish television journalist was accosted and sexually assaulted by a man while she was reporting live from Madrid. Uh, Isa Balado was delivering a report involving a local convenience store when the man approached her from the rear and grabbed her ass. Footage shows they were live on the air when this happened. Mm. Despite the interruption, Balado kept her composure and told the man to, quote, let me do my job. Despite her pleas, uh, the stranger persisted and even brazenly touched her hair as he walked away before coming back again to continue talking to her. Uh, the man was later arrested by police with Spanish National Force posting a video on social media that showed officers walking him into a police station. I mean, he's kind of exposed. You're not hiding the act. Yeah. You're on television. He came walking up the street while she's live and without uh, saying a word, reaches behind and grabs her butt. Visibly, yeah, it's a show on Bravo. Uh, flustered, uh, Bellotto tries to continue with the report, saying sorry one minute before telling the man we are on live TV. TV. Uh, but presenter uh, Nacho Abad, the anchor back in the studio, asks uh, Issa, sorry to interrupt you. The sound is really bad. Did he just touch your ass? <laughs> he said ass, yeah. did he? Uh, the uncomfortable young reporter tells the presenter that the man did indeed touch her, and the camera adjusts to show both Bel- uh, Balado and the man. So I'm uh, sorry, Jim Glashevsky, but did that guy just give you a cheese curl? So they uh, <laughs> they ended up arresting that guy, and I think that happened on camera as well. And that is the last story in the bizarre file for you. All right, friends, and those who plan to attend the MMRBQ. Yes. And maybe this will get you to, even if you haven't gotten tickets yet, we have the information that you may have been waiting to hear about the lineup and the times, the set times, and all the things that are taking place at the MMRBQ. So, if you would like to take notes now, I'll tell you exactly what's going to be Let's happening. Let's hear it. So, uh, at the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion on Saturday, uh, the gates will open at noon. Uh, first on stage will be local band Vixen 7 Seven. Mm-hmm. They're at one o'clock. Remember, this is going to be a beautiful day. By the way, get there early. Followed by Tiger Cub, and they will be at one fifty-five. An hour later, at two fifty-five, Finger Eleven takes the stage, and when their set is done, uh, Dirty Honey comes on at four p.m. Now, during that stuff in between those sets, we have things that are going on during the side stage, the Preston and Steve show side stage. So, after Vixen seventy. Seven plays, then you need to come over to the side stage, and we are going to have live band karaoke with sidearm set number one. That's cool. We'll have five of our listeners coming up and singing songs. Yep. And then we'll take a break, and uh, then Tiger Cub goes on stage, and after Tiger Cub comes off, we'll have live band karaoke with sidearm set number two at 2.25 p.m. Uh, and then after that, uh, we'll take a quick break, and then Finger 11 plays in the main stage. So we're alternating between the main stage and our stage. I love it. Mm-hmm. And then at 3.30 on the side stage, Don McCloskey and band will be performing. I'm very much looking forward to seeing these guys. Yeah. yeah. So good. Um, and then after that, it goes to Dirty Honey on the main stage at 4 o'clock. And then after Dirty Honey takes a break, we have an intermission at that point. And Jackie Bam Bam will be on the President's Eve show side stage spinning the music and uh, doing his set. After that, it's mainly about the main stage because Aaron Jones hits the stage at 520, ah. followed by Larkin Poe at 630. Billy Idol jumps up and rules the area at 740. And then we have, of course, the closing act, Shinedown, at 910 p.m. It's a hell of a schedule. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And I love I love that the side stage, you just sort of people instinctively knew how to handle it last year, which was the inaugural year for it. So this is going to be great. There's also, always going to be something going on. There's going to be live broadcasts uh, taking place in the Ben Franklin Plaza, and you'll be easy. It'll be, it's easy to spot where we are. But uh, Jackie Bam Bam will be doing a live show from noon to two on the air. Brent Porsche will be there from two to four. And then Pierre and Pancake will helm the microphones from four to six p.m. Nice. Mentioning the Preston and Steve show side stage, we have something very special. We actually have it here in our studio this morning. We will have, for a limited amount of concert goers, free rye We are going to have our rye bread cart being manned by the side stage. And we would like to thank our friends at Acme. They have generously provided us uh, some gift cards to purchase the rye bread for the event. Explain the story just quickly again, if you would, one uh, time. My brothers and I started a uh, landscaping company when they were kids. And they were walking around the neighborhood and uh, offering up yard work, uh, mowing the lawn, that kind of thing, to a whole bunch of people. And there was an elderly gentleman sitting on the front porch of his house and my brother Adam said to this guy, hey, you need any yard work done? And then from the front porch, the guy looked at my brothers and he goes, Robert! <laughs> and Adam says, no, <laughs> yard work. And again, the guy repeats and he says to Adam and Josh, at this point, my brother Josh has completely lost it, can't keep it together at all, and Adam is just like, no, no, no. Yard work. Yard work. And, uh, that, you know that time of the year where the kids <laughs> wander around the neighborhood offering up free rye bread? Yeah. bread. And you, so, guys, you guys should have started rye bread landscaping. We really yeah, should yeah. have, yeah. Oh. But at that point, it became so funny. Josh was completely gone. There was no recovering at that point. And Adam was just like, all right, we'll go to the next house. And then, so Steve, they came home, told us that story. And it just became one of those things that was a story within the household. And it's so funny to me. Absolutely hilarious to right. me that we now have a rye bread cart it's yes. gonna be at the real. barbecue. And my brothers are taking Pink. And by the way, the rye bread cart, we're not like selling loaves of rye bread. We are going to be handing out single slices of <laughs> rye bread. Thanks, Acme. For those who need their fix. And good rye bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course it is. It's coming uh, from Acme. In fact, hopefully we'll be able to throw some from the stage, too. I'm hoping, I'm hoping <laughs> to see rye that. bread flying all over the place. Well, you can whip that... those things far, man. Rye yes. bread is firm. Yes. And you could, it's like a Frisbee or like Isn't a Isn't that Billy Idol's thing? Rye bread? Yeah, rye bread, it's always known for food. Well, there are... Flinging rye bread. Who throws toast? Uh, there are concerts. Is it fish? No. There's There are bands. Uh, all right, so the, if you go to see Bare Naked Ladies, I think at some point they throw, like, mac and cheese up on the stage. Okay. Uh, dried mac and cheese. There is a band... That where toast is tossed either from the audience to the stage or from the stage to the audience. Well, let's anyway, start the rye bread thing. That's yeah. exactly what I, where right. I was going with this. From this is not going to be a thing. No. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to need verification on that, yeah. on, the, on the toast thing. I need to know hey, that Nick, for sure. do you think, um, was the guy offering rye bread or? No, no, no. Uh, okay. No, he, he, he just didn't you understand. Were providing it, right? he, he didn't understand what Adam and Josh were offering up, and I think that he thought. Maud, the sweetest thing, some kids from the neighborhood wanted to offer me free rye bread. He thought that they were uh, offering up rye bread. Uh, somebody texted in with a question, when do the parking lots open? I do not have the answer to that, unfortunately. No, no. But you know what? We'll try and track down that info and uh, see if we can pass that along to you. But uh, we will be there, you know, at the, at the very beginning of it all. We've got a full day, and we are definitely hoping to see you. And uh, tickets are on sale now. They're only 25 bucks for the lawn. And What's uh, that weather again? It's going to be 79 degrees and partly cloudy skies. Beautiful. It's an absolutely perfect. And, in fact, in the evening, I, I saw yesterday in the news, 
since uh, we're having lower humidity levels, it'll actually get cool at night because uh, we're not going to have any moisture in the air to kind of keep that warm. So keep that. You might need a little a little jacket. I'm down with that, jacket, which is nice. Uh, so it's coming up Saturday. We're stoked. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. More of the back to school A to Z. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR and the Preston and Steve Show present Crumb Bum Cash. You're a real crumb bum. Your chance to bring home some bread. $1,000 five times a day. Starting Monday, weekdays at 8 a.m., 10 and noon. Then again at 3 and 5 p.m. Listen for the Crumb Bum Contest keyword. Then enter it at WMMR.com via the MMR app or text it to 45911 for your chance to grab some dough with MMR's Crumb Bum Cash. Because Philadelphia, that's why. Official rules at WMMR.com. Sponsored by Horizon Services, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Book online at horizonezbook.com. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, your wallet. You poor sons of bitches on the turnpike right now. Oh, my God. I'm so glad that is not a regular part of my driving experience. I I drive the Northeast Extension all the time. uh, But when I I sometimes come to the mid-county tolls and I see the backup on the the turnpike, I'm just like, oh, I I feel so bad for you guys. So hang in there. It's only a 70-minute delay. That's (laughs) all. That's not bad. You ever see it when you're on your GPS and it's, you know, your current route adds 20 minutes to the, uh, yeah. and it's like, oh, 70 minutes, that'd be a little too hard to yeah, take. That's rough. Uh, real quick, before we do anything else, I had a shart out here. It says, hey, I'd like a massive juicy shart out to my big brother Perry, who asked his girlfriend Ashley to marry him on Friday, September 8th, and she said yes! Hey! Uh, <laughs> this is from Neil Davis. He says, I love my big brother very much. He even asked me to photograph his proposal near Philadelphia City Hall between Walnut and South on Broad. I was very honored to photograph a beautiful moment, and I'm very proud of my big brother to marry the girl of his dreams. Thank you very much. And Gadzook. So here's a shark. Very happy for you guys. Uh, And then quickly, I wanted to pass this along. I got this from uh, a guy named Johnny Reagan. Uh, He said, Preston, I listen every day. Uh, This is more of a butt plug. I listen every day. I've been a fan since the Y100 days. I was diagnosed with brain cancer a couple of weeks ago and have brain surgery next Monday. Oh, my God. Yeah. At Penn Hospital. My brother, Chris, made this GoFundMe for me and was wondering if you guys wouldn't mind sharing it. All the details are explained in the link. Uh, Thanks so much for taking the time and keep up the great work. Thank you guys for helping me get through this every day. So Nick has posted that on the community page for uh, John Regan, who just found out and is already having to have surgeries. So, well, he's yeah, in, yeah. you know, probably one of the best cities in the world for medical care, and Penn is top notch. So. Yeah. And I talked to him uh, yesterday or the day before, Preston, and uh, as you can imagine, he's pretty nervous. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Johnny, we're thinking about you. Uh, I, I've interacted with him a few times over the years. Really nice dude. And, um, you know, the GoFundMe, they're looking to raise some money to help offset some of those costs. So, all that's up on the community page. Hang in there, brother. All right. Um, we're going to open up shop. We haven't done this in a little while. Time to from the general store. There's the proprietor, Preston Elliott, standing there with his thumbs under his armpits and his pants off. <laughs> 
Pants? Well, you got a porky pig it sometimes. All right, so uh, this I, uh, we have a um, we actually have an alien section. It's uh, it's a, a new addition, yeah. and if it if it generates profit, you'll keep it. But right now, it's just kind of in the soft rollout stage. Did you guys see the uh, at the Mexican <laughs> Congress <laughs> yesterday? No, oh. a mummified alien, right? They they reveal the the uh, corpses <laughs> of uh, non human mummified alien corpses. And oh, they, come on. They displayed them to the Mexican politicians at the country's Congress. Okay. A, and, dude, they're just... They look terrible. They're just these sculptures. Not they're even... Some, you know... Not even remotely... Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> this is like a... Is I, it a okay. I, at first, I, I saw it. I have a... I, I follow a couple of science um, accounts on Instagram, and, and this was on a legit... You know, they always have scientific yeah. information, and they posted the video of this, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, Could this... There's no way this is... And then I saw it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they're poking fun at this. This is pathetic. A... Um, Self-described UFO expert claimed the two small corpses were retrieved from uh, Cusco, Peru. Uh, they were presented in windowed boxes in Mexico City on Wednesday, stirring excitement within the UFO conspiracy theory Here, community. Kathy, take, take a look. Here's a better shot of it straight on. It, it looks like something a kid would carve in art class. Uh, the event You can was either make a bookshelf or an alien. Spearheaded by journalist uh, Jamie Mousen, who claimed under oath that the mummified specimens are not part of, quote, our terrestrial evolution, with almost a third of their DNA remaining unknown. Uh, the claims by the self-claimed uh, ufologist have, uh, or ufologist, if you want to say that, have not been proven, and Mr. Mousen has previously been associated with claims of discoveries that have later been debunked. So what did he say initially? It's not part of our extraterrestrial what now? Evolution? Not part of our terrestrial evolution. So that's actually correct. It's not part of our terrestrial okay, evolution. he's not lying. He's not lying. It's it's rock. It's, it's rock. <laughs> well, I guess terrestrial it would just be of Earth, so maybe it is. Uh, but at the public hearing, Mr. Mousen showed U.S. officials and members of the Mexican government several videos of UFOs and unidentified anomalous phenomena before unveiling the alleged alien corpses. He said these specimens are not part of our terrestrial evolution. These aren't beings that were found after UFO wreckage. They were found in diatom, which is algae mines, mm -hmm. uh, diatom mines. That's what aliens eat. And were later fossilized. Uh, he claimed these specimens have been studied by scientists at the Autonomous National University of Mexico, who were able to draw DNA evidence using radiocarbon dating. After comparisons were made to other DNA samples, it was found that over 30% of the specimen's DNA was unknown. Uh, X-rays of the specimen were also showed during the hearing. Uh, Ryan Graves, uh, Americans for Safe Aerospace Executive Director and former U.S. Navy pilot, was in attendance, having earlier this year told U.S. Congress of the threat that unidentified aerial phenomenon posed to U.S. national security. You gotta be goddamn kidding me. Uh, Mr. Mousen has previously been associated with claims of alien discoveries that have later been debunked, including five mummies found in Peru in 2017 that were later shown to be human children. Oh. So he said they were aliens. So the aliens abducted our human children. Maybe that was it. Uh, but yeah, the moment that I saw... I, I took it's a not, look at this. It's not even a good swipe mm -hmm. in it. It's it's very very amateur. First of all, it's the stereotypical you know yeah. gray man. I guess they they call them or gray beings with the large heads, thin uh, elongated body. Uh, although very small, it seems to only be like two three feet tall. Right. 
Uh, but it, it is clearly a carved from stone uh, <laughs> piece of work here. And it's not and good. Eventually, how can you... You're, you're going to be found yes. out. It's They're going to find out. What about the... Remember they, they, they had proof positive a couple years ago. We found, we found one. Yeah. We found a dead Sasquatch. All right, so they found a dead Sasquatch, and they had this biomatter with fur, and they brought it in a huge tub, Preston, and what do you think it turned out to be? Uh, a Yeti. I don't know. What was it? A bear. A bear, a bear really? <laughs> first, that's what it was! Uh, so, yeah, I, I, but they managed to get into the Mexico Congress and present it to them, so I, I need to see a follow-up on this. That back door's always unlocked. You can yeah. get in there. I need to see a follow-up on this. I got so. some aliens in the car. All right. Uh, we're going to go to the ride-sharing section what of the store. What is up, everybody? Hey, hey. Come on in, everybody. <laughs> uh, Lyft announced this yesterday. It's a new feature that will connect women and non-binary riders with other female and non-binary drivers oh. to create a more secure and confident experience. Uh, the feature called Women Plus Connect will allow riders to choose uh, to match with similar drivers, which Lyft has said was a highly requested feature so people have been asking mm. this for a while yeah I mean, it's yeah it sounds like a good idea there are definitely times when i'm nervous taking these however i got into a car with some lady and i was like this bitch is gonna kill me oh really, really? yeah yeah she was scary can wow. you can you request no driver at all I, i'm like you know what yeah, I, I, I don't care myself? what you are you're scaring the f out of me <laughs> yeah uh female riders make up almost half of all lift riders the company said but women make up only 23 percent of drivers on lift's platform so how often did you encounter have you encountered a, a male driver that made you feel uh unnervous kathy how many yeah. oh there there was a number that i had i could uh and and you know i don't know if it was lyft or uber like it was it was one of them um yeah. i've used both before but there was one guy who had i had three tentacles <laughs> i was on the schuylkill expressway and he was definitely on drugs. I don't know oh what it God. was, but he, um, his head kept like uncontrollably turning. And I know that there's a, a condition where right, that also, right, right. also happens, but this dude was like sweating. Like he had signs. Like, like some of, sort of drug thing. Yeah. He uh. had signs of, of drug use, but he, I mean, his eyes were so far off of the roadway for so long that I, we were, we were swerving. You're, like, you're not driving in a movie. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Like, where where you, you can yeah. talk. Yeah. yeah. Just keep going. Cause you're actually on a flatbed being pulled. And yeah. yeah. Like his head kept turning and it was like jolt, like like jerking and oh, it, it was really scary. And then there was another time, uh, although I thought I was going to be killed in this ride, it was actually fun. <laughs> this dude wanted to get me from Conshohocken to the city like in nine minutes. Oh my gosh. He, it was like a race car. My girlfriend and I were hysterical laughing. It was not safe in any way, but we were like, that. and he's like, I'm going to get you there, ladies. You're, you're not going to be late. You're not going to be late for this. We were like, we're, we're not late for anything. Like, we're, we're good. You can take your time. Preston, what's that scene in the movie where the guy says, get you, like, get me to City Hall and like, record time and and he's just driving like a maniac and they come screeching up in front of city hall and the driver goes the eagle has landed oh my god i don't remember that that's, oh, great. that's great um my brother uh he took an uber with his family to the airport and they accidentally left the worst bag to possibly leave in the uber and they realized it i don't know maybe a um, 30 seconds was the a- driver sketchy well, I'm, oh, I'm getting there. Okay. Uh, about 30 seconds uh, after the, the car pulled away, they realized that they left that bag in there. It had all of their gift cards and cash in it. Like It had like, uh, I don't know, like $1,500 worth of, right. of cash. Right. They 
couldn't track the guy down. And I don't understand how that is possible. Listen, I understand that there needs to be like a certain level of, of anonymity. Yeah. But when you leave something and then so they. What do you do? They, everything, the, the bag eventually got returned to them like weeks later. Everything in the bag except for the cash in the car. <laughs> <laughs> everything yeah. was in the bag except for the cash in the car. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Did they ever find out about the driver and, and no, any kind of a repercussion for him? Nothing. Was there anything weird about him? I had three testicles. <laughs> the man kept saying he had three testicles. He's very proud of that. Uh, so the newly added feature comes as investors and users push Lyft and Uber to increase their safety uh, protections after Lyft reported more than 4,000 claims of sexual assault. Holy hell. Yeah, between yeah. 2017 and 19 alone and has faced related lawsuits claiming the company has avoided liability for sexual assault. See, it's uh, weird because I, I, I'm always getting the feeling that I'm making the driver nervous whenever yeah. I take a Lyft or an Uber. Can anybody be a driver? I mean, Kath, you were talking about that guy who was potentially a drug addict. Um, you know, like, there's a, like if you wanted to drive for SEPTA, you need to go through background tests and drug tests and We've all that. We've talked about this before. I think well, you can pretty... specify Lyft drug addict. Right? <laughs> no, but I mean, I think, I li- listen, at least before, I don't know if anything's changed. Like, they just needed to provide a driver's license. Is that all you need? Yeah, like, it was no, it's not no hard. No unblemished record or? It, it's not hard to sign up to be a driver. All right. Yeah, I don't, I do not know officially what the requirements are, but mm. uh, by the way, in April, SOC investment group informed Lyft that it needs to establish a process that would create additional safety for drivers. Uh, Women Plus Connect will um, initially uh, launch in early access cities including Chicago, Phoenix, San Diego, San Francisco, and San Jose. And Lyft says it intends to roll out more cities soon. What's what's the code with Uber? There's a special code with Uber that you can text immediately if you feel, is it just Uber, if you feel threatened or you feel unsafe with yeah. the driver, that so it's discreet. The driver won't know it, right? Do you know what I'm talking about, Kevin? Yeah, they, we talked about this before, and there was a way to alert. Uh, is shy of hanging out the window going, help! Uh, the company clarifies that the Women Plus Connect feature is a, pre- a preference feature, not a guarantee. So when the feature is selected... Female and non-binary drivers will be prioritized, but if none are available, the app will revert to match uh, the rider with a male driver. So they'll get you what's available. But they said only 23% of the drivers. All right, Laura, you got this. Are women anyway. So, uh, yeah, I'm not really the story. Hang on, a couple calls are coming in. Maybe they can answer the question about requirements, Kathy. But Anthony has a, a comment first. Hey, Anthony, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, bud? So... Me and my brother were on Gerard Ave watching uh, the Sixers game, right? Mm-hmm. And we ordered, we got an Uber, and the guy pulls up, and he's in a minivan. <laughs> and you could hear it immediately. He's blasting, like, straight techno, like, oops, 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 <laughs> like it was a party bus. So we open up the, the back door, and we hop in, and he turns it down, and we tell him, you know, where to go. And, and we're on Gerard Ave. We had to go on 95 North. So he just whips a U-turn and cuts everyone off. Oh, my God. And just floors it. Like, wow. he's squealing tires and everything. And me and my brother are just looking at each other like, oh, man. And my brother was behind him, and I was to the right. and I, So I could see his eyes in the rear view the whole time. All I saw was pupil. So he was definitely on something, and you felt... Oh, man. We got up on 95, and people were flashing their lights at him. Wow. And so he turned his music down, and my brother, you know, we had a couple of drinks, and he's like, oh, no, you know, it's all good, you know. He can turn it back up straight to 11. 
just straight. Just cranked it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my goodness. Wow. Did you report him? No, uh, no, because I was just like, this guy's having a good night, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's driving around on the road he's all high uh-huh. in a huge minivan. Wow. But the thing is, like, we were only going one exit up on 95, and... The odds were good you'd make it. Dead end. Yeah. So we're coming down the ramp, and I'm like, you know, doing the panic stop, like, acting like I got a brake pedal right there. Mm-hmm. It, it was, cool, but we got home before halftime was over. Oh, <laughs> you made it. You did it. All right, All right Anthony. Was, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, right. yeah. Thanks, it, it, man. I'd be terrified. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have uh, Cheryl, and Cheryl is a full-time Uber driver. There you go. So she can share some information. Hi there, Cheryl. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? What's up, Cheryl? <laughs> hey. How you guys doing? <laughs> doing awesome. What can you share with us? Um, so I've been doing this on and off for five years, and when I do it, it's full time. And I have had so many women say, "Oh my God, I have a woman. Can I get you? Especially around the holidays when they're out later, mm-hmm. can I get you to pick me up later?" I do give them my number sometimes, but I cannot believe that Uber did not come up with this before Lyft. Yeah, so, because I, I've driven. I'm Del, I'm Delco. Yay, Delco. Yeah. <laughs> and I have driven girls back to college at Temple, and their moms have come out and like gave me hugs. I am so glad my girl, my daughter, has a female driver. No so, so how, are you aware, um, Cheryl, of, of of incidents where where there's been assault or things of that nature? With other drivers? I've had no experience with that. And in between me driving, when I did have a vehicle, I was a passenger. And I've never had a problem with anybody. I don't use Lyft. Yeah. I use Uber all the time. And now I'm just starting to drive for Lyft. But I just, I think it's a really good idea that they do that because Mm. there are some some crazy people. (laughs) I had to kick one girl out of my car. I've never had a kick. I've almost kicked some Dallas fans out. (laughs) I had to do my job. Yeah. Yeah. Principal. And they, and you, in Kathy, we need, you have to get a criminal background check. Okay, so driver's license and criminal background check. Driver's license and criminal background check for Lyft and Uber. And okay, in, and insurance. Okay. How about that? You need to have insurance. Yes, you need yeah. that. And there's a lot of places that do not insure rideshare drivers. Somebody texted and said that Uber does do a background check once a year as well. They, um, I don't know if that's true or not because. I don't have to consent to that one, I guess, as long as I'm still driving. Like, I didn't drive for four months because I became a grandmother for the first time. Ah! uh, Yay! And, um, (laughs) because I wanted to do it again, I had to do it again. And I had... I'm serious. It's the best thing ever. They had to do a a background check about two months ago when I started driving. Let me ask you, Cheryl. So you said that the, uh, the Uber does or does not provide insurance? No, no, no. We have to have insurance, and a lot of insurance companies do not cover ride. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Make sure you have somebody, somebody hit me. I was not on an Uber ride. Nothing major, but my car was out of whack for six weeks. They got me a rental, the other person, because it was their fault. I was not allowed to drive. I could only do Uber Eats or DoorDash. Uh. I could not have people in my car. Mm. All, right. All right. Thanks for the heads up, Cheryl. We appreciate Bye. it. Thanks for listening to us. Rock on. Rock on. We'll Rock see you. All right. I love her. She's great. <laughs> All right. Uh, so interesting. But that feature is called Women Plus Connect. Okay. Lyft has interesting. it. Lyft yeah. has it in certain cities now. And it looks like uh, if I would imagine all the ride shares will do something like that. Well, if, yeah. I mean, if, if it's that bad and you're that nervous, yeah, why not? All right. Let's uh, do one more here in the store. And uh, let's go to the photo section. Ah, the big photo section of the general store. Yeah, today is National School Picture Day. 
Um, and I don't know why. Uh, it says... you taco is already done. Yeah, I guess so. Do you want me to... Re- here, here's yeah. how you observe <laughs> school picture day. Dig out your favorite school pictures. While you are reminiscing, be sure to share them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tell us your favorite memories. Of course, each era claims outstanding style points. Big hair, big collars, bold colors. What were yours? Oh, I, mean, I oh. just did this on the first day of school. I shared mine. I saw that. So these are of yourself, not of your kids. Of yourself. Correct. Um, and, and I should have done that, too. I do have a pretty... I, I've, I've got a couple of them at home. I've told you guys a story. I was in uh, maybe first grade, and um, we were, it was uh, the day before picture day, and I wanted to be like... Curly from the Three Stooges. It's oh, awesome. So I took a pair of scissors. Oh my god! And I I cut all of my bangs off. <laughs> and uh, I went to my mom. I go, look, mom, I'm curly from the Three Stooges. Like I was holding my hair up. Yeah. And then I let go. Oh no! And it was there. And I have a picture. Oh, you have it. Picture day. <gasps> yeah, I have it somewhere. Kathy, my forehead was bigger than yours. Oh, you gotta find it. In that particular That's picture, true. I have it. I'll, I'll 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 take a picture of it and bring it in. This not- picture so classic of you, Kathy, though. It's, it's when you, we, we say it's when you were Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Uh, Preston, my, my brother did the same thing, cutting off his bangs. It was right before picture day. Um, and it's a, a wonderful photo of him. Casey, you've done a million great <laughs> licensed photos. Did you ever do a good one for school pictures? Uh, I'll share it with you in a, in a, in a moment. Okay. Uh, not personal, but like the class picture. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, All right. I'm, I'm looking it up <laughs> right hey, now. By the way, pull the, the picture of Kathy up again here in the studio. Kathy, that's the smile you don't like to do anymore. You 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 remember he said yeah. cuz you do the big bright, you know. Well, yeah. full teeth smile. This is like eh. that that thing that you said you don't like no, to do. No, what I don't like is no teeth showing because then I don't really know how to smile like this. Yeah, like the <laughs> That's creepy. That's so messed up. Yeah, you don't yeah, like to have a little yeah. Yeah, you got to show teeth. You got to show, show those yeah, teeth. If if you were my Lyft driver, I'd report Wait, you. Do the creepy one again. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Like, wait, how do girls do that? I don't even know. Like, how that, they like that, that's an SPD like, smile. That's, yeah. I just if ripped you, one. If you find like a celebrity and uh, you go on a search engine and you hit images, and if you see, you can tell who don't like their teeth because yeah. uh, there are a lot of people, a lot of women particularly, who will <laughs> smile with no teeth. Yeah, and it's because they know they or they for some reason they have an issue with their own. I teeth was they... reading a story about Mickey Rourke. Uh, oh it's funny you should bring that up, Preston. Uh, apparently, he had issues early on, and that's how he developed the smile that made him sort of a sex symbol. Uh, You know, that sort of closed, um, that that sort of smirk. All right, I'm going to show you Casey's picture here in the studio. This is the class picture. What what, what age? What grade? Uh, It looks like I was like seventh. I will show it to you and then I will explain to the listening audience what he's doing in this. So, here is the... I love it. Casey did the thing where you take your finger and you dry off the upper gum and then you tuck your lip up there and it looks like you have no upper... I love it. Yeah. It's so good. It's great. Casey, I could do both. I used to do both. Oh, yeah. Like, top and bottom? Yeah, Yeah, come on, let's do it. I want to see that. You can do both? I I used to do it. Wait, one at a time so we can put it on YouTube. Uh, do both first. I want to see the money. I, see the money. I can't do the bottom at She's all. She's trying. She's got such perfect teeth. She can't drive. Stop making me 
All right, don't okay. quite. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. I, I definitely. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Dude, that's what's. Oh my god! That's Nick? horrible. What? That's <laughs> Guys, knock it off. Oh, yeah, I know who she looks like. Who? In uh, in the movie Hannibal, Mason Berger was a character. Oh, the dude who had his face painted off face by Hannibal. Off. He had his he had his own, he peeled yeah. his own face off. That's who you look like what? when you're doing that. That's yeah. so hot. <laughs> That's gonna haunt my dreams. That's skull face. It's skull face. Wow. That's awesome. It's because I have big lips, so I can yeah. like dry yeah. them out and tuck it in. Okay, so you can. Yeah, I'm not as good. You have better no. teeth than I have. Your top teeth. Are better than lower teeth. Also, the mustache is sort of killing yeah, you because yeah, it falls yeah. down over your lip. Oh, yeah, the mustache. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like covering. So, Kathy's mustache is not as Stop visible. It. It's <laughs> almost. It's almost as if you have the lip spreader things in. Yeah, when you're doing yeah. that, Kathy, that was horrible. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, yeah, I loved it too, but it was. It looked terrifying. So, in class pictures of the class, were you always Preston? Were you in the back? I was yeah, always I was taller. taller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, they, if they did the full uh, uh, the full group shot, I was always. I was never a front, um, you know, class. Um, the, the little oh, board. Where you hold the. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, listen. We got. to... Well, I'm sorry. We, what? What? At, at what? a certain point, if we're not going to play a song, uh, we have a guest at nine ten. Yes. Yeah, so. And we need to take a break because we have a guest immediately after him, right. so we may not be able to play a song. We'll we'll do some math, Thanks. but we got to take a break. We got to close the That's store. That's how we roll. We got to close up the store. Right, first right, of all. Got to go. Um, but we will come back because we're going to have uh, Christopher tonight on the program and uh, comedian Adam Ray. And if we have time beforehand, we'll play a song from the back school A to Z. If not, we'll be right back. Stay That's with it. us. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa. Wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Winning Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinningGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. 
now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, Casey, don't don't play the the Brady Bunch theme song no, for our next guest. He's heard it enough. <laughs> but we, but maybe play some of the background music. Okay. Yeah, from, something from he the show probably doesn't hear his introduction that we've uh, that we've used throughout the years. I like um, the contemplative, I like the sad one. Oh wait, hang on, that's not it. Hang on, this is it right here. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is sort of a, a sweet topic. It gets kind of sexy at the end here. Yeah. Listen though, I think the sax comes in. Give me a second. Wait. That's a little sexy saxophone at yeah. the end of that. I don't know what See, was Alice twerking yeah. happening in that scene. <laughs> uh, but no, we've uh, we've had the pleasure of meeting him in person before. He's in our studio a long, long time ago. Great guy, uh, very nice guy. And what's cool about him is he's got a production company. Yes, uh, former Prodigy Media, and a lot of cool projects. And mm-hmm. we are very happy to welcome to the program, Mr. Christopher Knight. Hey, today, Chris. Good morning, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we're in a uh, cloud right now, and um, I can't talk about that. Uh, yeah, I know you oh, can't can. because of the writer strike and all that oh, stuff. God. We got it. I, 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 I am disconnected from my history for time being, and I'm happy to be on in the future when we can, you know, play the theme song. Yes, we can do it. We won't get in trouble, but you can't. So we could literally topple your career right now, but we won't do that. We we won't ask you. I I will tell you a a quick story, though, Chris, and then we'll we'll get into some of the more specific things you want to talk about. But I have a a very close-knit thing with the Bradys, but it involves the the game of golf. I have a a playlist of music that I play because you can take speakers out on the golf course now. And I have Sunshine Day on there, and I swear to you, that song, when it comes up randomly, everybody in my group... Group, we all score well on the hole that we're playing wow. on at that time, and I don't know why. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you didn't, then I guess you'd have to play time to change. You know. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't need to score it that well. Yeah. 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 Exactly. All right. So, what what can we talk yeah. about? What What would you like to talk about? Well, I'd love to talk about True Love, the film. Uh, also, the inventor. Okay. A, a number of films that. Um, Formal Prodigy, the production company that uh, I started with my partner, Phil Diardo, uh, in uh, right before COVID. Well, let me ask you because uh, production company. Well, let me ask you, sir, because there is a carve out for a lot of independent films uh, with the writer's strike going on. There's sort of a a pass given to some productions. So, um, so you are you're allowed to promote independent films because True Love, the film, is a documentary, correct? Exactly, it's not struck, and um, and as an actor um, in a production that you're the producer of, you could then actually promote your film, provided it's not a film that is with a struck house. Gotcha. So there's two different, you know, there's two different things. The actors are 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 on strike, right? Not supposed to be talking about anything that promotes. Uh, you know, studio production. And even though I don't earn anything from <laughs> this show, um, they do. So right. talking about it, it, it you know, it sort of uh, crosses the line. Now, I, I, you know, the, True Love, the film is a documentary. Documentaries aren't part of what's being struck right now. It, it is an independent production as well. But The Inventor um, is an, an animated film uh, that 
we can I can talk about because I'm a producer. <laughs> of it, but the stars of the film can't go out and talk. Okay, about it. okay. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, the um, uh, True Love, the film, doing some research on this, and this young uh, woman, Callie True Love, is her name, and she uh, has Williams syndrome. And I was mentioning this to Preston this morning, just yeah. doing a little research. We on weren't it. familiar. Never have heard of this. Yeah. It's fascinating. Can you explain what Williams syndrome is? Well, I mean, and. The- and therein lies the benefit of having done the movie, and, and not it wasn't totally obvious to us, although we both, just Phil and I, had the same um, uh, experience. I mean, we both knew that Callie had Williams, but we didn't know anything about that. And we didn't know when we started how much Williams would play a role in the telling of her story. Um, and it becomes as much a telling of the story of Williams as it does about, about Callie. Uh, Kelly comes into the world with this disorder, um, isn't expected to live, you know, a week as a newborn. Um, the disorder at times uh, often comes with a, a, um, some heart ailments, and, and her her case came with significant um, aortic issues. Um, but it also has another component that... I guess we didn't really appreciate. We saw in Callie, but didn't know it was partially related to to Williams syndrome, and that was this magical quality that she had that 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 caught our eye, that made us want to do a story about this this young, charming uh, woman who seemed to disarm everyone around her and bring everyone closer, and literally shed this 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 Google and love toward everybody around her, and we you could see it in everybody who came in contact. With and that, that that's that's an innate where we are in the world right now that seemed like a good thing to show people that's so that's that's an innate quality and you see her and it's described and even in the trailer it's mentioned uh, and and sort of asking the question is this a disorder or a superpower it's perpetual happiness it's perpe- yeah and and pleasantness yes. and gregariousness and positivity i can manifest uh, from my understanding uh uh that uh, of someone suffering from it could draw in a little bit and be a little bit more uh, reticent to interact with the public but you can get this way that that um uh, Callie has it and be this sort of light right and it turns out that uh, in, in the course of getting to know Callie we introduced her to other individuals with Williams she's well known in the Williams community uh, via social media but she had not really interacted or met a great deal of the community and so we take her she takes a journey on a bus to meet others and we discover along the way that this is a quality that is shared by many with Williams. So they, they, they have an innate um, social, social ability um, that um, just, I mean, it, they just want to connect hmm. and are very effective in that connection. So I was reading that Joe Watching it, I'm re- I realize how little we do at times, especially now to want to connect to others we don't know or want to connect with others who are different than us. Um, if we were dogs, we're the dogs that want to bite the hand right now. You know, it's like those with true, with, with, with um, Williams syndrome are those that just want to lick the face. So oh, one, okay. one in 10,000 like people that. have it. Um, from what I understand, one in ten thousand people have it. She's very um, open and and conversive about it, and again sees it as an attribute. Uh, and so, uh, as this process is taking place, and she's going around to meet all these people, uh, did it come? Did anybody 
have a, a revelation, did not realize that they had this condition prior to, to Callie's uh, influence? Because sometimes you just go through life and say, well, this is what I am and not realize that it's an actual definable thing that you have. Did that revelation occur to some people on the trip? We'll tell stories of individuals that have, uh, or at this point, now have, now are diagnosed, but the story about how difficult it was to get a diagnosis, how resistant maybe doctors were at even thinking there was that that was wrong with them, but mothers knowing that there's something wrong with them that had to push the doctors into this genetic test to uh, discern that, in fact, their child um, had uh, Williams. Others who, no doubt, like Callie, who had this, you know, um, was fighting for her life. It was clearly obvious he had a disorder from the time that she was born. Uh, others in stories... Uh, that would find out about it later, you know, uh, yeah. when they're an adult. So, yes, there's all types. Matter of fact, to that point, when we started the film, uh, the incident rate was one out of 10,000. And here we are only, you know, what we're uh, four years later, the incident rate is one out of 7,500. Okay. It's not like more people got Williams syndrome in the interim. It's just that because of more awareness, there's more um, diagnosis, more people um, aware that this is something uh, to investigate, to check, um, even doctors. It's a, the medical community is being made aware of it. And so in the making of the movie and the telling of the story about this, this young lady that, that we thought could just, you know, bring more light into the world and help us all in, in that way, we see that what we are doing is bringing attention to this disorder that very few know anything about. No, it's got it's um, got to be and it, 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 an absolute um, joy to us that we are able to benefit that community the way that we have. And and so, um, you know, it, it, we didn't have that as an intention or as a goal <clears throat> or even as an expectation. And now have that as a gift uh, no. from having done the movie. So, yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it's a tremendous thing, and it grew, and apparently from, uh, she, had, she had brought it up on Facebook, and it started to catch people's attention, and then it all sort of in a very organic, grassroots way built up from there, correct? Correct. Yeah. And so here it is. This movie about William Syndrome is going to, you know, I mean, when we showed the first audience that we showed our film to as it was um, coming together was last year at a William Syndrome conference, which now occurred once every two years. Um, Callie had never been to a William Syndrome conference. In fact, the conference was supposed to be part of our movie, the, the culminating event. She goes on this bus tour meeting people with William Syndrome, but we couldn't do it because of COVID. We thought we were over COVID when we started shooting. And as it turned out, we had another flare up. Uh, and they think that was 2021. So we had to. We had to. It's pretty wild. Going it, to the conference. So, yeah. so, but so we did get to the conference outside of the film, and in being able to show them the film at the conference, there, you know, we wanted to see how it rang to them because it's about uh, Callie and those with Williams, and the the number of people wanted to know how that, that these are families with, with children and or other members of the family with Williams. Wanting to know how they could get the film because they needed it. They needed it to show other members of the family or mm. other people because explaining this to um, others is difficult um, mm. because, you know, some people are in denial or some people don't want to listen or some people don't really get it. And a genetic order, a disorder is um, 
it can, it can sometimes be baffling uh, yeah. to others on the outside. And sure. this movie then was wanting to be used as a tool. And we're just, you know, grateful that we made it a movie that could strike such an honest chord with the community um, so that they would be able to use it as uh, as that tool. So not, not only bringing awareness to uh, those outside of the Williams industry, you know, uh, uh, community, but being used as a tool for those inside. Well, there you go. You've done good it. work with this. And, of course, then on the other side of the coin, the, the inventor is just a money grab. So, no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, they, well, they, quick piece on the inventor. The inventor um, has its U.S. Um, premiere on Friday. Uh, it's a animated movie about the life of uh, Leonardo da Vinci in his last years living in France when, you know, you have a great scientist now dealing with metaphys- you know, metaphysical issues, you know. All right. Hey, uh, uh, and, yeah, it's, it's wonderful by Jim uh, Capobianco, who is a previously nominated writer from uh, Ratatouille, and this is his directorial debut. It's already got Oscar buzz. Okay. Uh, yeah. I for the, ne- the upcoming Academy Award in the uh, animated division. So nice. uh, we're, we're hopeful for it and very proud of it. Uh, before we wrap, one last thing, Chris. What, true love the film. Uh, when can we see that? Where can we see that? It is out now on video on demand. So okay. you can you know watch it on Google uh, Google and um, Amazon, Apple Plus. It, there's, if you go to truelovethefilm.com, you can see the entire listing of where you can get it on video on demand. And in the coming months, it will also be available uh, for uh, free um, video, video with ad support, so like uh, uh, YouTube TV, okay. TV, but that's in about 60 days. All right. Now video on demand and uh, everywhere you watch your video on demand. Definitely want to see that. It looks really, really good. Chris, great to talk to you. Thanks for everything. Uh, his production company, by the way, called Former Prodigy Media, and it's Christopher Knight. Have a good one, Chris. We appreciate it, man. Christopher hey! Knight. And there you go. And then we can, that? we can play this. I mean, let's let's face it. You you cannot escape that. Yeah, it's inextricable from oh, your legend and lore. Absolutely, uh, you, you strike or no strike. Yeah. Oh, we have music for our next guest. Yes, here. sir. Yeah. Ooh. Old Dave Matthews Band. Uh-huh. Big Dave DMB fan, Nick. Yes, sir. I have a specific question for Adam. Once we get into the interview. All right, we're going to get him on now. By the way, he's going to be at Punchline Philly tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday. Please welcome Adam Ray. Yeah. Yay! What's up, Adam? Sorry, guys. Is my connection okay? Did yeah. I Mitch McConnell on you? No, no. You didn't freeze. You didn't Mitch McConnell. Oh. You're good. <laughs> I mean, I think you're done. If you're not an X-Men character and you freeze for six minutes on camera three times a week, go back to bed. Yeah. You might be a redneck. No. He, uh, look, I just want to say this real quick. I feel anytime somebody uh, in an older state... Um, goes through something like that, I try to empathize and I go, all right, put myself in Mitch's shoes. Have I also been in a point in my life where I've... <laughs> and yeah, man, uh, I think we've all taken some edibles at a party that we were... Oh, yeah. That we were a last-minute invite to and the edibles kicked in right at the point of the conversation when it shifted in your direction during a topic you're not very privy to, but you want to participate, right? Because you don't want to embarrass your friend, Eli, right? Right. And uh, and someone's like, Adam, and right when the edibles kick in and you're like, oh, man, 
I, I think I'm doing this a lot. I think I need to, like, at some point you muddle to someone like, hey, do you think they have Mountain Dew Code Red at this party? And, like, what? and then someone looks at you and goes, Adam, do global warming. You think it's real? And you go, <laughs> Anyway, I'm glad that I'm coming in. Uh, no, you're coming in strong. Yeah, you're not McConnelling yeah, us at all. Yeah. And uh, it is kind of funny. You just stop and think about it. There's a, certainly has a fair amount of power in this country. And then, like, Diane Feinstein, I was reading that, uh, and this, I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently, power of a t- her her daughter has who's sixty two or sixty three oh has power of attorney, and I'm like, oh. maybe at a certain point you should age out of that particular line of work, right? One thousand percent. I mean, look, Harrison Ford is not doing the uh, senior citizen community any favors as far as like, hey, when you get to a certain age, it's time to you know wrap it up and and sail off into the sunset. Harrison's like, look, there's probably another you know boulder to chase. There's there's another like cool <laughs> artifact. How how many? Sorry, that's a curse. How many artifacts do you need to like collect? But also, I don't know. I mean, my stepdad is eighty-one, and he's still like building stuff in his shed, and he's still, you know, he's. I got all sorts of advice when I got married, and my stepdad's was probably the best. He was like, you know, he's West Point grad, paper out since he was five. He's wow. like, Adam, I got two very important words for you. Yes, dear. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then my real dad hit me up. <laughs> my biological father and goes, son, marriage is like a shoe. You, you try on the shoe. If it doesn't fit, hey, man, you grab another shoe. And I was like, well, you did leave mom when I was seven to start a new family. So that does check out. <laughs> and then my step uncle, my step uncle, which is a weird thing to have a step uncle, the brother of the woman who slept with my dad and, and, and you know, turned things around. Uh, it, by the way, having a step mom is just is in and of itself kind of was a new thing. It's like having crystal clear Pepsi at Thanksgiving. You're like, nobody really wanted this, but dad brought it, so we'll take a couple sips. <laughs> so my step-uncle, too soon, so my step-uncle, my step-uncle hit me up on Facebook and was like, hey, I heard you got married. If you ever find yourself in Phoenix, I know a massage parlor that takes Bitcoin. And I was like, this is why we don't speak a lot, Uncle Rod. A massage parlor that takes Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So I don't know, wow. but your your point is right. I think once, uh, <laughs> you know, there should be people looking out for people uh, right. that, uh, I don't know, it's also embarrassing for the family. If I was doing, you know, if I started doing really weird material on stage and my family didn't step in, like, or or start freezing. Yeah. Or, I mean, if, like, like, know, like, like who, who watches it? Who's the person who stands to the side and goes, enough now? Enough. Move it along. And it seems to be, throughout entertainment and politics, it seems to be rife with people who don't have that other person standing there who says, let's go home, honey. Yeah, it's done. Oh, yeah. I think, I wonder how many bananas from uh, private parts people had to eat before they said something that like Lizzo's not doing some cool stuff yeah. right now. But, I mean I do I support Lizzo I, I you know I uh, as a former uh, fat kid I, I everything she was doing for the body positivity movement uh I you know I, I stood for I um you know I was the type of fat kid who was like I wore my t-shirt when I swam but not because I was embarrassed because I don't want to make the girls jealous with what I was working with oh my god because <laughs> at that age every girl was just like how'd you get them sweet ass boobs uh, you know? as a, as I was a, like 
<laughs> oh, go ahead. Uh, no, no. As a kid who, uh, from time to time, would uh, wear a T-shirt in the pool as well. <laughs> the, what's the point? Yeah, you still do, it feels like. It, it, but, like, what's the point? Then you now just have a wet T-shirt that is accentuating every <laughs> single fat roll on your body. Oh, I know. It was a t- horrible plan that backfired. <laughs> Dude, I wear shirts. I wear shirts now. I wear UV shirts because I have vitiligo. So I'm I'm back in it. I can't escape it because it, it, outside in the... And now you see loads of kids. Like, when, when did this become a trend? And adults wearing swim shirts so that the, you don't get the skin cancer. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess it's the thing now. Yeah, you got to follow the trends. I don't know. My shirts also said, don't look at my kid boobies. And I think that was like, <laughs> that's, you know. That's probably drawing attention that to didn't it. help. Uh, yeah. Nick, you had a question. You gave to your... Well, yeah. All right, so, I have one for Adam as well. Okay, cool. Uh, first of all, Adam, I'm a huge fan. And, uh, oh, and thanks, I've been follow- uh, following you for a while on Instagram. And um, uh, our worlds collided a week or so ago when we were both out the gorge, at the Gorge for Dave Matthews Band. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I wrote this article with you specifically in mind because you posted a very funny video for Dave Matthews fans. I, I found it to be hilarious. Hilarious and accurate. And the title of the article, Adam, is this. Is talking about Dave Matthews Band at the Gorge annoying to everyone except for the people who have been able to see Dave Matthews Band at the Gorge? Because I feel like there's a shelf life in which you can talk about it and then people's eyes start to glaze over and they don't care and you are now annoying them. So you were there and you're a comedian. I want to hear your take as a Dave fan versus you being a comedian making fun of Dave fans. Well, so yeah, um, I did. I, I saw your article right before I, I popped on here. I didn't get a chance to read all the way through it, and I, pr- I probably won't. But it's great. <laughs> but, um, You're in it. You're, uh, your video is no. in it. Okay. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Um, that first of all, the gorges. I, I love that you made the trip out there. It's definitely one of like the seven wonders of the world. It's like, you know, the the gorge. I mean, you might throw the Grand Canyon in there. I'd say, uh, you know, there's uh, there's a Waffle House in. Uh, <laughs> Um, it's pretty exceptional. Watching Lizzo get into a hot tub is pretty cool. Um, oh God. I don't know. There's there's uh, something about that place that's so like. I think Dave even said he goes. We feel like you know we're making all this noise in such a quiet place, but it also feels so isolated, almost like a comedy club that's so like isolated or underground that you feel like you almost shouldn't be there. And and it's a cool thing that everyone ventures out there to uh, to be there together, but. You know, the Dave fandom, I definitely, once you start to follow a band like that, and any jam band, I think, really, people start to, you know, uh, you know, go out of their way to immerse themselves in the community. And, like, you know, when I camped out, I, I definitely was around all these people that were just like, you know, yeah, man, how many Dave concerts is this for you, man? You ever heard a guy play drums like Carter Beaufort? And you're like, no. Uh, and first of all, you know, Matt, you're a white kid from Rancho Cucamonga. So I thought I was like a black soul singer from the 50s. Yeah, that's just what Dave does to you, baby. You know? and, uh, and the whole experience is so, like, positive and everyone's doing everyone's drugs and yeah. and you know i i got lost i got so uh so so drunk one night that i i got lost on the campground and took about three hours to walk back in the middle of the night found my group woke everybody up started kicking the tent going nuts because they left me they all start laughing and uh one of my buddies was getting an over the pants hj from one of our friends from high school <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and i uh i kind of got in the middle of that um, but uh that's unfortunate i digress, I digress. but the, the concert uh itself is just like next level but i guess what you're saying is how do you separate 
I don't. I think I. I almost enjoy. It, it is funny. I made that video that kind of parodies, you know, the things that people say when they're there when they've gone to so many shows. Because now the band's been playing like what almost thirty years, and it's pretty insane. So you you you're you're around these, whatever the, the label is for the fan. But like, there's so many things you hear, and after a while, I found myself saying it myself. To my wife, who was there, only seeing him for the second time, I was like, oh, they're going to play Lie in Our Graves. And she's like, what's that? And I was like, it's one of the classic songs from, like, the second album. And she's like, and you just find yourself getting, and then I just started laughing at myself. And then they played, like, I think they played, like, you know, a song called, like, Dancing Nancy's into a song called, you know, Minarets. And I go, they never go Nancy's into Minarets. It's Minarets and Nancy's. Oh, my God. She's yep. like, she's like, uh, okay, I'm drying up as you speak. And, oh, my God. Uh, well, you know what? Here, here's, here's the thing to remember, and I always go by this yeah. because <laughs> woe is you if you don't have something in your life you can get that passionate about. A, I mean, and thank B, you. right? And B, um, whatever you're passionate about, and someone <clears throat> looks at with disdain, remember they've got something that would bore the ever living crap out of you. So I always yeah. try to accommodate. I don't drink, but I'm fascinated with like wine culture and microbrews. And when I Preston. I don't play golf. I could give a rat's ass. But Preston's very much into it. And when he talks about it, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I want to find out what motivates other people. So I don't, I don't think there's any defense necessary for, for having a complete committed adoration of knowing playlists and the way that they lay out. And I think that's a testament to a life well lived. I rest my case. Wow, dude, we have some applause music. Yeah, yeah. I want to jump in here. Uh, I, I'm a Dave fan as well, but uh, more so I'm a Fish fan. So I want to ask you uh, if you have, because you mentioned Lion Our Graves. And I think that the greatest version of Lion Our Graves is the one that Trey played uh, on. And I don't know if you agree with that or not. Yeah, I mean that guy's a freak of nature. I think anytime they get uh, guest artists to jam on something, it just because they've had so many versions of every song, so it's like it's nice to hear someone else step in. It's like you know you can uh, you know uh, have intercourse with your significant other, and then you know you bring something else in to mix it up, and it just makes the uh, ex- there's probably a better analogy for this. No, right? no, you know, no, I like you're, talking, yeah. you're talking about whippets. It makes sense. I'm talking about whippets. Yeah, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Speaking oh, of which, man, the whip. It's like scene is has gotten bonkers lately. I I don't uh, know if you've noticed that. Pod, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> there is something about the, uh, the the young generation that's like really trying to just do some throwback drugs. <laughs> Whippets. I did a couple of them. It, it's I mean, look, the the hype is it's overhyped. It was you know what I'm saying it was like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's like when they're like Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick are going to be on stage together. You're like, all right, you know. But um, I don't know. Whippets. Yeah, they're the they're the whippets of theatrical couples. No, whippets. I've done them maybe twice, and it's it's. Uh, I don't know. It's such a quick. Yeah. You know, if you get a buzz, don't you want it to last? Don't you want yeah. to, like, it's such a, I don't know. It's no, so, it's you want it like, to last 30 seconds and then give you a, a pounding headache for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, what a bummer, dude. I can just talk to my step-uncle Rod. And, <laughs> uh, have him explain nice, cryptocurrency. You know, uh, uh, crypto update, yeah. Uh, yeah. Minutes, give me 30 minutes, I'll have a million dollars in your chase account by tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, easy, Papa John. <laughs> I watched a guy, I was at the Fish concert at the man here in Philadelphia over the, uh, in July, no, August. Oh, nice. Doesn't matter, uh, but I watched the guy. So the whippet scene in Philly is is super crazy. You've been saying that you can, yeah. yeah. And by the way, I haven't done a whippet since July third, two thousand. Not that I'm counting, but um, on the top. Uh, 
I watched a guy come over, and he uh, at first I thought he was Helen I. No, it, as it turns out, he was just a competing uh, competing. Uh, competing salesperson. Oh so he comes over to a dude selling whippets, and he grabs the the tank, and he just opens it. And the guy's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "No, no, no." He's like, "You're not selling your stuff here." And he just sat there and looked the dude in the eye while all of the night just left the tank. And he's like, "Are you going to do something about it? Because I will kick your ass." What? Oh. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize this. So that's that's worse. In the tow truck rivalry here in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, right. are you, what are you going to do? You going to fight the guy? I'm like, no, you're not going to fight the guy. Well, uh, there's a tow truck rivalry <laughs> in Philly. Oh, yeah. that was two years ago. Yeah. They, were, they were shooting each They're other. They're shooting each other. Crazy. Yeah, to get yeah. to the cars. You're going to see all that when you're in town. Yeah. So. Wait, <laughs> yeah. And they, and they uh, I can't wait. I thought, you know, you guys are really just up in your tourism because it used to just be like hockey statue and like Kyle Schwarber's pubes, and now it's like, uh, you know, and now it's like uh, whip. You know, we got tow truck. Tow, we got we got the Jets versus Sharks tow truck edition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm I'm a huge fan as well, and 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 I oh, love your stuff. It. And I and I I was watching, and I it was a while ago. I haven't had the chance to mention. It's been a while since you've been on, but uh, in the um, Pam and Tommy. Uh, oh yeah, and, and uh, you play Jay Leno in a sequence, and I'm like, I, and I caught it instantly. Oh my god, he's under yeah, and that's I never him put that together. under all the prosthetics, but I could tell by the eyes and by the delivery. I go, that's got to be him, and you wow. did a fantastic job, dude. It was awesome, Thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, I mean, you know, I've always loved to. Uh, you know, um, put on stuff like that and, and just mess around. And I didn't even really know I could do a Jay Leno, so I just I was like, "Yeah, we got a great show for you." And I had to go get all the hit, and I kind of, <laughs> you know, threw it on a tape and and got the job. And they and the uh, guy who created it, who then did the Welcome to Chippendales, who who threw me in that because of that show, right? Um, was uh, was like, I like that you didn't do an impression. You're actually you're an actor that was that was you know doing it, and it wasn't just this big car. And I met Jay. About a month after the show came out, and I, uh, I walked into the uh, green room. My mom, knowing I was going to go in, she was like, "You got to tell him that you're that you're in the show." And I was like, "He doesn't care." And my mom's like, "You know," she was like, "You should tell him he'll love it." And I try to always take what my mom says with a grain of salt because, you know, she uh, did the single mom thing, and she's my hero for that. And right. she did so many things that nobody really like prepped her on. Like she, you know, bought me condoms, and like I was, you know. <laughs> Was it weird? Yeah. You know, was I nine? Almost. <laughs> Were they magnums? Yeah, but she didn't. So I, uh, so I went and I was like, Jay, you know, it was, and he was like, oh, it's a guy who played me on TV. And I was like, was it bad? I'll move back to Seattle. He's like, no, it's good. I heard it wasn't cartoony. I heard it. I'm not going to watch it, but I heard it was good. So after I got yeah. that, I was like, I got to work on some new impressions in case some other parts come along and could fit the bill for. Yeah. Um, so I actually would love to, to throw a few of those at you guys. Please. Right now. Oh, some, yeah. Some feedback. So these are just some new impressions in case some other uh, parts that I could maybe uh, be appropriate for. All right, so this first one is Nicolas Cage, Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage, stubbing his toe in the dishwasher. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Next one I'm going to do for you. (laughs) Johnny Depp. That's fine. Johnny Depp. Post Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial. We all probably watched a piece of that. Made you feel better about your own relationship for sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is Johnny leaving Amber a voicemail after he found out she defecated in their bed. Here we go. Hey, it's Amber. You know what to do? (laughs) The last one I'm going to do for you. This is my man Nick. Oh, my Um, God. My man Nick at the uh, Dave Matthews concert. (laughs) Um, <laughs> next year, 2024, right. um, at the Gorge. <sighs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Pass the whippet. <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Absolutely nailed it. Um, but thank you, man. That you know, and doing stuff like that led to me doing. I don't know if you've seen the. Um, I did this uh, Doctor Phil show with Bill Burr. Uh, Saw it. Yeah. Loved it. Oh, you did. Loved oh, it. Thanks, and uh, and and the thing is that you get the the Doctor Phil pentameter down. Burr played along extraordinarily well and perfectly, he, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and you got his his wife also to participate, which is. You, you know, and she's amazing. So, so uh, w- w- did you call in some? I mean, obviously you're you're well respected within the community, but Burr's a tough get, I assume. I, yeah, how did you just you know, that? Yeah, totally. I, you know, it's so funny being a, you know, he's my favorite comic, and uh, so, and I've uh, I've told him that, and he deflects it and gets, you know, he doesn't, you know, a little weird out about it, but but it just, I I guess I just assumed I was never going to get to a point where I'd be comfy. You know, I felt like I was a peer of his, but I just, you know, um, whether it was my own insecurity about where I was or where he was, I just, you know, I just need to be a little more seasoned to be able to hang with him. But I also didn't mind that. I think it's fine to to not have to be on the level with everybody like that. I, I enjoyed having this guy that I was just like, man, he's... You know, inspires me and yeah yeah and, I mean um, that's and, and it's, it's the same thing it's like listen you know you you're you're an accomplished person but I, I don't I think it's always okay to be uh, uh, your interview with Chevy Chase from a while ago we we had that that bizarre thing where we were getting we had if you had Chevy on a few times now and it's been great mm-hmm. but you're you it's Chevy Chase you freaking yeah, revere man. Chevy Chase and yeah. and it was a great interview that you had but that I'm sure you got to get over that Totally. Let me lose it and just go with it, right? I mean, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, and, and and you know, just a handful of times being with Burr at shows kind of led to it. And then you know, I did this roast of Big Poppy with him in uh, Boston about six years ago, and and um, where again I dressed up, I flew out the. Um, my friend who's the makeup artist who did, who actually won an Emmy for Pam and Tommy, and she's the one who does all the Dr. Phil stuff, and she flew out, and, you know, it was Bill Burr and Anthony Mackie and Kronk and Dustin Pedroia, and, wow. and we were roasting Poppy for his Jersey retirement weekend, and I was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to be, you know, like a, like a character, maybe like a 75-year-old Yankee fan, so she flew out and made me up. <laughs> Burr, we're at the club the night before working our jokes out, and Burr's like, so I heard you're going to dress up like Babe Ruth or something? I'm like, no, 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 it's going to be great, don't worry about it. And so we, we're waiting in the lobby to walk over to House of Blues, I'm in full makeup i mean jowls it was crazy i'll send you guys some pics yeah and, yeah uh, and i walk up i see burr i was like i gotta test it out and i go hey bill burr i go how you doing man big fan and he goes oh, thanks buddy i go yeah i got some notes for your cartoon he goes what I go, yeah it's no simpsons i'll tell you that much evis for family had just come out <laughs> right right and he goes f off buddy you're a real uh you know real schmuck or whatever and then i go burr it's me and he goes what and i go it's me adam and he goes what the fuck? Yeah, couldn't believe it. And the rest of the night just couldn't take his eyes off me. And we really, for whatever reason, and I just murdered that night. And uh, and I, it was the first time, I think, A, I don't think he'd see me even do stand-up because you're kind of ships in the night sometimes yeah, at the yeah. store. And, uh, and so I think it gave him a little bit more of like, he got to see me in my element. So it made me a little more comfy to even talk to him because I'm like, all right, now I think he doesn't think I'm, I'm uh, you know, not a complete waste of space. And so with this, I... Um, We've been on a couple shows uh, back to back and really talked for a while and and um, and then I, I shot a little thing for him that he was uh, uh, doing and and then 
I said, hey, I was thinking about doing this Dr. Phil live show. And he immediately texted back, yes, like all in. Wow. And then he, we started voice noting back and forth where he was like, you know, I got to like, you got to really play into my rage and be like, <laughs> so I've got all these voice notes of him doing like, you know, Bill, you just, you know, you're so angry, you know. And, uh, <laughs> it was and great. So we, we had a great time and, and he wants to do it again. So we just got to figure that out. But, you know, um, it, it's funny you should mention about him not not taking compliments. He, you know, he sort of dismissed what you were saying. He's self facing I, I get that yeah. that's fine same thing happened here like we we're you know we're we're huge fans and i started to comp i think it was on his acting you know because he's a really solid actor as, as are totally. you and and man it was like you could just tell he's like i you know let's yeah. talk about something else let's, yeah, yeah. shy of saying let's talk about something else yeah. that's how yeah. he reacted it was wild yeah, comedians deflect like that. And it's also, uh, I don't know, when you're so used to just, like, being there, like, on, on anything just to kind of bring the funny, it's... Uh, but also, it's also probably... I would venture to assume it's still new for him that he almost, I mean, I remember seeing Philip Seymour Hoffman when I uh, went with a buddy to work at uh, Sundance and um, uh, in like 2007, it was like right, right after I started stand-up uh, like a few months prior. And also the, I, the, I mean, Utah I know is known for Carl Malone and, and moms that uh, have YouTube channels and starve their kids, but like, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> which by the way, what a psycho. Yes. I mean, uh-huh. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, lock her up for life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. certain people just need like it, it's it, whether it's that or, you know, there was a flight attendant that that came uh uh, knocking on the door. I was in the bathroom for not even 90 seconds last week. And she knocks on the thing. She goes, everything okay in there? And I was like, yeah, psycho. You fed me eggs on a plane that were microwaved. I'm surprised. It didn't sit well. So brought the oxygen. Like, just the audacity to do that. I'm like, just go away for a while. You know? Right. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, Utah has, has uh, you know, that that and, and some really strong uh, uh, edibles because I I definitely, we had a rental car. I definitely drove to 7-Eleven to get some snacks. Forgot that I drove and walked home. And uh, and that, so that's my last memory in Utah. But I saw Philip Seymour Hoffman is my point. So, right, right, yes. And um, we'll get back there. And uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was saying, it was a movie called The Savages with him and Laura Lenny, like kind of this uh, indie film where they were kind of brother and sister that were estranged and they were getting back together to, to take care of their uh, dad and figure out where to put him in a home. And Philip Seymour Hoffman was unbelievable as he is. Yeah. But I just vividly remember he's up there and he's like, I every time I take a part, I feel like I'm such a phony and I don't know what I'm I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm just waiting for people to figure out that I don't know what I'm doing. And he's like. And I get so nervous, I, it almost scares me uh, into not taking the gig. This is Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, he's Dude, that, that's, we, at this point. We talk about it all the time. It's imposter syndrome. It is, yeah. and and I don't so know. So might have a little bit of that and why yeah. he deflects, I think, is my point. I feel like he might still feel like he's just dabbling into acting so that when you're like, you're great, he's like, nah, I'm, you know, I don't know. Well, yeah, you, 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 I get it. You get a lot of acting roles. You end up in a lot of stuff. You're in the Barbie movie. Yep. In the Barbie movie, it was a nice little three minute scene. They chopped down to a couple lines, but um, still, I mean, uh, when when you when you cross the billion dollar mark, it's good to be somewhere in that movie. And that movie is oh yeah, just took you know, off. One thousand percent, and at least that it wasn't just like the back of my head, like uh, you know, like some uh, soft core actors have to deal with. But it was, <laughs> it was, um, it was cool to meet Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. My uh, scene as uh, as this cop was um, with them, and so getting like. Gosling, they're both such legends of their craft and look like movie stars and like were so nice and so professional. And Gosling in between takes would really chum me up. And 
So at one point he was like, you know, but almost to a condescending level to where I was like, am I on a hidden camera show? Like, well, Gosling's got you. Like, are you going to, you know, I, I was like, this guy, like, you know, is he going to force me to like write uh, an apology letter for Danny Mass? Like, there's just something like that. He was just, he was so, uh, so nice. He was yeah. like, someone told me you've been doing stand up for 16 years. I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's one of my favorite, uh, things to do. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I love it. He's like, that's awesome. He's just like, dude, that's awesome. You come into your craft, man. It's awesome, man. <laughs> they feed you at the clubs. I was like, yeah, I'll give you like salads and chicken tenders sometimes. Like, I love chicken tenders, man. <laughs> I don't eat them clearly, but you do. You. He's like, you travel a lot. I was like, yeah, I've been to like Australia and Japan. I'm going to Philadelphia coming up. He's like, dude, say hi to Nick. He's my whip. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. Listen, Adam, Steve and I, one time, and you know, I'm sure you encounter much more beautiful people than we do, but one time we were uh, in true. the company of uh, Kate Beckinsale. This oh was back in God. Pearl Harbor. Wow. And Steve and I were sitting there interviewing her, and we're like, we couldn't I go, talk. I go, I go. And we could not, we could not. The, the handle the beauty that was around us. So being wow. with Margot Robbie would be, it's got to be the same thing. I mean, there, there comes yeah. a point where you are you can find no commonality <laughs> in DNA yeah. or genetic. There's nothing. Are we I, the same species? What are, what are you? And that's, yeah, and it, it does throw you off. So, um, but I, after a while you begin, to, I, I'm, you know, you celebrate that because as you said, Ryan Costing cannot enjoy the thrill that is a chicken tender. <laughs> and, uh, and so there, we take that. We, We'll always have that over Orion Gosling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certain people can't uh, eat. Like, th- yeah, he definitely is. Like, I definitely was like, hey, man, the craft services has gushers. And he was like, what are those? And I was like, uh, I'm going to walk the other way. I, I, thought I, could, I thought I could fat kid bond with you right now. But you, know, you want my you know, kid booby T-shirt from the fifth grade? Like, what? what? So, uh, so how often do you go? I mean, are you at the point now? I mean, you talked about sending a, an audition. Uh, you know, in for the uh, for the uh, Pam and Tommy thing, but I mean, yeah. you 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 have a lot of guests on your show. You have a lot of actors, a lot of people come through. Mm. At this, obviously, we're in a, a strike now and everything. But but has it become a little bit easier? Do do you get a, a role? Bit, yeah, yeah, that Adam Ray role. Yeah. Uh, is, is, I'm sorry. What was the last? No, thing? I'm just saying. Do you, they just say this would be perfect for Adam Rain. You get that call and you got the role to begin uh, with. You know what? The Barbie movie was, was that, and just because the gal who cast it, uh, who put me in the heat and Spy and Ghostbusters and Curb, and she cast The Office and and Veep, and she's Allison Jones. She's just a legend in the comedy casting world, and so she was, you know, just hit me up to do that. And um, that's great. Based on that, with a handful of other things, it it, it happens, you know, and um. It happens, but yeah. it's still, I mean, it's still so competitive, man. And it's still, uh, it's crazy to me that as, as much as I'm, you know, not even close to being satisfied on that front and, and what else I want to be doing. And, and I'm trying to now just, you know, get going on my own, um, especially right before the strike even started to kind of transpire. I was like, I got to really start investing more into the things that I have been doing sporadically. But, um, like there's this pilot I put together on my YouTube uh, channel that, that I just finally just put out because I was sitting on it and, and tired of, of, uh, and I only pitched it a handful of times, but just had enough people be like, what, what is whatever? And it was me playing three different characters in full prosthetic. This like, um, you know, androgynous hairstylist, uh, an 80 year old, uh, female, um, uh, you know, kind of a psychic. And then this like really nerdy kid and Joel McHale's in it, Ron Funches, David Kechner and wow. Tom Lennon. 
Whoa. And um, it's called Jeremy Rising. It's just type it in my, on my YouTube channel. It's really funny. And so more stuff like that. And because I have, you know, one of the benefits of, of just being around for a little bit and not being a piece of crap <laughs> is, you know, you, you get to meet some cool people that hopefully want to, you know, like burn, say yes to doing fun stuff like that. So yeah, it's about right. f- now figuring out like more of that stuff and not just, you know, because my ultimate dream is to do what Sandler's doing, which is to be able to just like have an idea Get all your buddies. I know so many funny people that have not had a break or have had just a little break. Yeah. And um and as much as I feel like I've gotten to you know, do some cool things. It's like you're gonna get. You always gotta have. You're gonna get there, man. Yeah, you, exactly. you're, you're 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 so talented. Your stuff, your video, your stand up, all that work is just exemplary. And, and uh, people can have a chance to check it out themselves. Yeah, right? definitely. We got to wrap, Adam. But okay, <clears throat> I could talk to you guys all day. Yeah, we, and we could talk to you all day, definitely. But um, we've got to we got to get some commercials in. So um, yeah, you got some But listen, we do have a couple yeah. of uh, pairs of tickets to give away to tomorrow night's show. By the way, Friday Let's night show. It. We'll take callers uh, twenty and twenty one two one. 5263 WMMR. Adam is going to be a punchline tonight at 8, tomorrow and Saturday, 7.30 and 9.45. Dude, thank you for the time. Enjoy it here in Philadelphia and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon, all right? You know, if we, uh, hopefully, and I was just going to say if we had more time, I would take those callers as Dr. Phil and try to get him live. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best. We're going to hold you to that next right, time. Yeah, we'll get right, you in right. studio next studio. time. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All right, you all right, guys thank are the you. best. Adam Ray, man. Let's yeah. hear it for you guys. Excellent. We're going to take a break. We got the A to Z to continue when we get back. Stay put. Brent Porsche today from 11 to 1 at Avise Wellness Treatment Center's open house at 2288 Second Street Pike in Newtown for an MMRBQ ticket rate. Win tickets every 15 minutes. Tonight from 7 to 9, Nick McElwain from the Preston and Steve Show rock the Irish Rover, 1033 Bellevue Avenue in Langhorne with the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles Washington tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy $3 Bud Light and Michelob Ultra Draft. Join the MM Army tomorrow from 4 to 6 at Family and Company Jewelers, 65 East Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey, for an MM RBQ ticket ring. Win tickets every 15 minutes. Family and Company Jewelers, South Jersey's diamond destination. All right, let's uh, dive into the world of the bazaar. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bazaar all right, brought to you by Rita's. You can get Rita's for a fall pick-me-up with frozen with a frozen coffee. Uh, which fun fall flavors like pumpkin, mocha, and cold brew? With, not which. With. No, it says which. What the hell's which going fun, on? Which fun fall flavors like pumpkin, mocha, oh. and cold brew? Yeah, let's go with that. Only at Rita's for a limited time. Okie dokie then. Uh, I will start with this story. A woman said she noticed other cars pulling over as she drove by, but what the woman didn't realize was it was because of the new red and blue flashing lights installed in the fog lights in her newly purchased vehicle. Oh, no. Oh, that's awesome. Can you get that done? Salt Lake City Police issued a warning about a person possibly impersonating an officer. A black Dodge Charger was reported to have red and blue flashing lights embedded in its fog lights and other drivers were pulling over, believing that it was a police vehicle. At the time, investigators said they didn't know if the driver was trying to pull other motors over or just get them out of the way so that she could move through traffic more quickly. And now the department says the whole thing was an innocent mistake. The woman who owns the vehicle
vehicle contacted the police after recognizing the car in the picture as her own. She told officers she had recently purchased the vehicle and did not know about the lights or the smartphone app that was activated to control them. Could you imagine you're driving along and the traffic in front of you, every car keeps veering off to the side of the road? The app can change the colors of the lights and apparently was last set to red and blue and the police stated the driver said while she was going to lunch, she noticed cars pulling over for no explainable reason. That's awesome. I mean, wow. They did not believe that the woman was intentionally impersonating an officer. The woman says she has since removed the lights from her vehicle. Everybody's getting out of the way. Oh, thank you. Know, that, was a, that was an option that you could do that. They're so nice here. Yeah. Uh, in New York City, uh, this is terrible. A 74-year-old man was shoved onto the subway tracks Whoa. in an unprovoked attack on the Upper East Side on Tuesday. Now, fortunately, a train wasn't coming at the yeah, time. It has and, happened where a train was coming. Yeah, the victim was uh, standing on the downtown number six train platform around 2 12 20 a.m when a man suddenly shoved him into the roadbed without saying a word an on-duty mta employee helped the strap hanger uh, back up on the platform the elderly man who suffered cuts on his fingers and complained of pain uh, was taken to a medical center where he was listed in stable condition his attacker bolted from the area and escaped in the streets and the two men did not interact at all prior to the random push you know for, for years and years and years riding the subway and, and going the, uh, on that system it was, I always knew you would always stand with your back to like the, the, the escalator or the stairs. You never stood out at the edge of the platform. And this has gone back years. But now more than ever, you're hearing stories of getting shoved, people getting shoved out in front of trains. In an unrelated attack, about a half hour later, a 19-year-old man uh, repeatedly slashed his 24-year-old girlfriend during a fight on board a Manhattan-bound number three train. So this is just a, lovely. Yeah. A Nevada rapper was arrested on a murder charge after Las Vegas police said he confessed to the murder in song lyrics. He rapped his confession? Yeah, Kenwan McDaniel was arrested on a charge of open murder with a deadly weapon. His bail was set at $1 million. McDaniel had been considered a person of interest in the death of Randall Wallace on September 18, 2021, in part due to his connection to a vehicle that matched a description of one used during the crime. And in July, a detective noticed a music video posted by McDaniel on YouTube and reviewed the lyrics and video. The music video bore a sufficient level of similarity to the details of the murder. It includes the fact that uh, Kenwan uh, confessed to the murder in his lyrics. Uh, one lyric included in the warrant said, Park the car, double back on feet, the smartest way to slide. Drove in, double lock, yo man, make sure you get yo bod. Now, I don't know what all that means. But uh, the warrant stated it included details of the killing that were not released to the public. Oh, man. In addition, it states that while McDaniel wrapped in the video, he reenacted elements of the killing that were, quote, consistent with evidence at the scene. So he was spouting off stuff that nobody but the police knew about. That's pretty wild. The facts gathered during the investigation were obtained separately from the music video. The music video further validated the results of the investigation. The police said McDaniel has a preliminary hearing uh, scheduled for this week. They suggested the, the location of Jimmy Hoffa's body is contained within the lyrics of the song Escape, Preston. Escape? Yeah, yeah. No, Rupert no. Holmes? Yeah, no yeah. The Pina Colada song? Yeah. Stop, yeah. We had that at the ready. Yep. And that somewhere in here is the key to where Hoff is actually buried. Wow. Sometimes it's right in front of you. Yeah. And you don't even realize even it. Know it. Wow. 
Okay. I was tired. All right, right so there. a murder trial took a sudden and violent turn when the defendant, Ronnell Spencer, attacked his own attorney in a San Jose courtroom just moments before opening statements were scheduled to begin. Well, I quit. Uh, Spencer, facing charges related to a deadly 2022 shooting in San Jose, assaulted his public defender without warning. Court bailiffs and a prosecutor quickly intervened to subdue Spencer and separate him from his attorney. Uh, fortunately, the attorney was not seriously injured in the attack. As a result of the assault, uh, there will be a change in legal representation for Spencer. You really ruined my opening statement that this is a peaceful man. And it has not yet been determined whether Spencer will face additional prosecution for the attack. I would imagine he yeah. will. Well, that's a separate assault, yeah. Uh, the district attorney's office said that they would make a charging decision after reviewing reports from the sheriff's office. Every now and then I will, just for fun, do a search on YouTube of courtroom fights. And there's a lot of them. Man, there are a lot of them. A lot of them. And there's there. some where, like, the guys will charge, try to get to the judge, and get right up close to the yeah. judge before yeah. they're subdued. It's crazy. All right, and there you go. That's the last story in the Bizarre File for you. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. More of the A to Z. Uh, trash and music news in music news. If you missed it earlier, uh, we announced the times for the bands at the MM Barbecue on Saturday. And we'll reiterate that information and we'll tell you how you can get some fresh rye bread while you're at the MM Barbecue. Stay with us. Yeah, we want to go for a ride in the car. Our tail is so wagging right now. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We will give away, as a lesson question prize, a $50 Rita's gift card. Now, I had, didn't get a chance to look at these just yet. Hold on one second here. Uh, yeah, let's do this one. 
Who is the celebrity spokesperson trying to bring awareness to the decline of the home improvement store's heckingers? <laughs> Very impressive. 215263 WMMR. That was around 707 this morning. Who is the celebrity spokesperson trying to bring awareness to the decline of the home improvement store's heckingers? We were all surprised by this. 215263 WMMR. If you happen to have heard that, then now is your time to call. We'll do the trash now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Sports and Social. Cheer on the birds. Just steps away from the stadium at Sports and Social Live Casino and Hotel Philly. Watch the game on a 52-foot big screen with halftime contests, Bud Light giveaways, memorabilia, and more. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, full details about Paul Rubin's death at the age of 70 have been released, and just as many had thought, Herman was apparently gored to death by a bison. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't think that's right. Kylie Jenner is clearly forgiven Jordan Woods for making out with Khloe Kardashian ex Tristan Thompson as the two have been posting pictures together on TikTok. Kylie says to Chloe, she needs to get over it because, quote, there are more fish than girls who wear glasses. Hey! Didn't quite get that right either. And finally, Paul Landis, one of the Secret Service agents who was in the car with JFK the day of the assassination, telling TMZ Live that he can completely dispel the magic bullet theory. Landis claims he's been reviewing data for decades and now believes Kennedy committed suicide. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> None of that seems right, and that's your, uh, your Hollywood track. All right, we're going to see if we do have someone who knows the answer to this question. Uh, who's the celebrity spokesperson trying to bring awareness to the decline of the home improvement stores Heckingers, and <laughs> it is Rich we will go to. Hi there, Rich. I love you. I love you. <laughs> All right, Rich, who's the spokesperson for Heckingers? John Bon Jovi. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Hold on a moment, buddy. Rich got a $50 Rita's gift card, and you can head to Rita's for full fall pick-me-up with frozen coffee. And fun fall flavors like pumpkin, mocha, and cold brew. Only at Rita's, and that is for a limited time. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. We are going to dive right into the MMRBQ information that we passed uh, along earlier this morning as far as when things are taking place on Saturday. And so we'll begin with the fact that uh, the lots open at 10 a.m. Yep. The gates open at noon. And then we start with live music. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back and forth between the main stage and the Preston and Steve show side stage. All right. So Vixen 77 goes on at 1 p.m. That's the first live music you're going to hear. You're going to want to see them. At MMRBQ. When they take a break, then over at the side stage, we start round one of live band karaoke with Sidearm. And that goes for about 25 minutes. After that, on stage, well, the main stage will be Tiger Cub at 155. And when they break, we will, uh, yeah, we will then have uh, live band karaoke round two with Sidearm on the side stage. When we're done with that, Finger 11 goes on the main stage at 255. 5 p.m. Following that, and we're very much encouraging people to come over to the side stage to check out Don <gasps> McCloskey and his band. You're going to love them. Yep. So that will be on the President's Steve Show side stage at 3.30. Once they are done, Dirty Honey. 
fires it up and gets the energy going on the main stage at 4 p.m. And once they break, Jackie Bam Bam will start spinning a set on the side stage at 4.40 p.m. And then after that, it's all main stage. So at 5.20, Aaron Jones. 6.30, uh, Larkin Poe. At 7.40, Billy Idol. And then at 9.10, Shine Down to close out the program. <laughs> That's a solid friggin' day. We'll also have a live broadcast stage in the Ben Franklin Plaza. Jackie Bam Bam's going to be on the radio from noon to 2. Brent Porsche from 2 to 4. And then Pierre and Pancake from 4 to 6 if you'd like to stop by and check out some of that stuff. So, listen, go there for the rye bread, but stay for the show. (laughs) Ah, yes, and I'm glad you mentioned that, Steve, because at the side stage, courtesy of our friends at Acme, we will have a rye bread cart (laughs) with your chance to get rye bread. We know how much you want it, and we will indeed have... We will have slices of rye bread, rye bread to give away. And Nick, you've got to be the one doing that, yes. at least some yeah. of it. Yeah, I'll do some of it, and uh, we'll see how well it sells, and I'm looking forward to it. By All the right. way, I happen to like rye bread. Me too. I yeah. love rye bread. Yeah. Big fan. In fact, when I go to uh, for breakfast at a restaurant, I now ask for rye toast. Yes. Yeah. I love rye love toast. Love rye toast. Yeah. We could live together. Yeah, we could. We could share our bodies. Guns N' Roses and Velvet Revolver bassist Duff McKagan has released a new single and video for Long Feather. It's from his third solo album, Lighthouse, which will be out on October 20th. About the song, he said, Today's a good day to die. Huh. Refers not to a macabre yearning for death, but rather a lust for life and the learning habits of a good and honest daily striving. So I assume that lyric is in I that I totally song. misunderstood. I thought it was D-Y-E. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, not D-Y-E. D-I-E. But it was a fabric thing. So the new album will be available in a number of deluxe versions and bundles. And uh, one includes an official certificate of authenticity signed by Duff himself. Uh, let's see. Ozzy Osbourne will soon be going undergo soon be undergoing another surgery, and will receive an epidural. And we we act, um, we played that yesterday. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Never mind. Metallica. <laughs> Oh, okay. So you heard that yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Metallica shared a new video online for their performance of Moth... By the way, I'm a big fan of rye bread. Moth into flame. Do you know how to say rye bread? Rye bread. Oh, there you go. You say it better than the other guy. Yeah, so rye, rye bread. Uh, my doctor taught me that. So they did a video online of... My daughter's? Yes, it's right. My daughter. Uh Performance of Moth into flame shot at their Arlington, Texas concert. Ah. One by one, they've been dropping songs from that two-night stand at AT&T Stadium. Uh, and another Metallica news, the band drew nearly 80,000 fans at the uh, SoFi Stadium in L.A. last month, marking the venue's biggest crowd in history, by the way. I think that's where they, the footage of uh, Jason Momoa, did you see him in the in the, in the pit yeah. for Metallica? He's a I massive Metallica it. fan. No. Just going nuts. Uh, and finally, ahead of the release of Stain's new album, Confessions of the Fallen, the band dropped a new single and video called Here and Now. Uh, lead vocalist Aaron Lewis delivers a powerful performance on the song, giving fans an intimate glimpse inside the band. I just wasn't honest before, but I fell. Uh, when they went on hiatus in 2012, he told Billboard, we're not breaking up, we're not going to stop making music, we're just going to take a little hiatus that really hasn't ever been taken in our career. 
Uh, so it's their first album in 12 years, by the way. It's a hiatus, all right. Confessions of the Fallen. It's going to be out September 22nd. Features 10 original songs. And that's the last of the music news for you. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. Wrap up the program. We'll get one more song from the Back School A to Z. And then that's the last that we get to play because it'll all be over today, my friend. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR and the Preston and Steve Show present Crumb Bum Cash. You're a real crumb bum. Your chance to bring home some bread. $1,000 five times a day. Starting Monday, weekdays at 8 a.m., 10 and noon. Then again at 3 and 5 p.m. Listen for the Crumb Bum Contest keyword. Then enter it at WMMR.com via the MMR app or text it to 45911 for your chance to grab some dough with MMR's Crumb Bum Cash. Because Philadelphia, that's why. Official rules at WMMR.com. Sponsored by Horizon Services, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Book online at horizonezbook.com. From 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks, your wallet. I would like to take a moment and thank a few people for being on our program. We have, first of all, Mr. Christopher Knight. Peter Brady from the Brady Bunch. And now he has a production company. And he was mentioning a few of the projects about that. And it's called Former Prodigy Media. Um, The one in particular that we talked about for a while is called True Love, the Film. And it's about uh, this girl who has this uh, condition called Williams Syndrome. It's really, really interesting. It's a... uh, it's uh, Somebody who's like perpetually outgoing and happy, but it's a genetic condition. Yeah. And it comes along with it with some downfalls to it, but it does have a real big upside as well. Yeah. Again, they say, is this a, is this a problem or a superpower, you know? And that's yeah. a, but it looks really interesting. I was watching a bit of it last night. Yeah. True Love, the film is available on all major streamers and cable as well. And then we had Adam Ray. Yay. Adam is hilarious, man. Um, he is at Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday. And you can go to punchlinephilly.com to get the tickets. And uh, this dude's stars on the way out. Oh he's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's killing it. He's uh, between the movies and then stand up and the stuff that he's writing and creating. It's just top top level stuff. Yep. So it was cool having him on this morning, and it's great having Jackie Bam hey! as well. Hi there, Jackie. Good morning. How you doing, buddy? I mean, Live Aid, Thurgood, Diddley right there, Rye Bread, the Brady Bunch, <laughs> and Whippets. How am I going to top that? All it's we need is uh, the Banana Splits. The Banana you, Splits. Are what? you going to do a little Banana Splits? Uh, do they have a W song? We'll uh, find one. Alright, all right, we'll find <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Alright, let's do the letter of the day, alright, man? Okay. Alright, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. Alright, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter the letter H as an honor to be in for Pierre Robert. Oh, I love that. Yeah. There's one more to go. And then tomorrow we give away $500 from the Bagster. The Bagster. The Bagster is the most convenient and affordable way to help with your home cleanup. Buy it at any home improvement store. Fill it. And then simply schedule your collection and it is gone. Clean it up with the Bagster. A dumpster in a bag. Um, so what's going on today? What do you want to hit? You're leaving me with the W's. So, uh, uh, I counted them out, though. I did a little homework. I think it's 141 songs. I don't think I'm going to finish them, though. The, you know the W's? W's? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, right. of, of just the W's? Just the W's, yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, I grabbed the book. I don't want to believe we're in the W's, but we are. Yeah, yeah. Slow down. I know, man. I want this to drag out even longer. Is Me too. So will this end up being, though, will this end up being the longest A to Z that we've done? 
Yes. Oh. Yeah. Is it right? It's going to have to be. Yeah. We haven't been, we have not been playing the songs in the overnight hours uh, from midnight to 6 a.m. Yeah. Because uh, we don't have anybody on the air at the time. So uh, they, they want us, uh, the live jocks, to be presenting it. So, yeah, that's making it a little bit longer as well. And they probably added more titles, too, to the whole thing. So, but it wraps up today from what I hear. Yeah. A lot of debuts. And uh, thank you for that schedule. Now I know where I'm at at the MM Barbecue. It's going to be a great weekend. My mom said leather pants, 72 degrees. I'm, I'm ready. That's perfect. Leather pants. That's leather pants. Pant weather. Did you hear that, Romano? That is leather pant weather, yes. All right. All right, let me thank our sponsors. The President and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. The President and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Wild Fork Meat and Seafood Market. Enjoy the largest selection of quality meats and seafood at low prices. So tomorrow is No Sad Bro Friday, and we will have a couple of guests in the studio. Justin Willman will be here. Yes. As well as comedian Becky Robinson, and we'll give away everything we have to give away and the word of the week prize and all that stuff that wraps up tomorrow okay so that's it we are done rage on have a wonderful day and we'll see you tomorrow bye-bye on 93.3 wmmr hey everybody it's good to have you on the bye bye two bye two bye bye padooga got bye Shopify helped businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.